It is Monday, August 22nd, 2022, and this sports show shall begin right now. Here we go, out of baby. Here we go, out of baby, into one more preseason game for 30 of the 32 teams until the regular season kicks off in just 17 days. At Boston Connor has the countdown on his Twitter, at Boston Connor, no O. Drop the fourth O. There you go. Drop the fourth O uh-huh. in at Boston Connor, mm-hmm. and that you'll find on Twitter mm-hmm. a countdown since what day did you start? I believe we started the Monday after the Super Bowl, so like 219 days around there. And we got to 200. We are like, oh, okay, long way. 150, long mm-hmm. way. 100. You put out a music video yeah. about how many hours until football starts, and now we are just 17 days away from the regular season kicking off in beautiful fashion. In SoFi Stadium, Southern California, Los Angeles, a beautiful place where there will be a banner debuted. There will be rings talked about. There will be a celebration not only of what happened last year, but of this season kicking off, and we can't wait for it. There's a lot of preseason football to chit-chat about, including all signs of good Vibes in Green Bay with the mm-hmm. Packers at Ty Schmidt. You look awesome today. Hey, thank you very much. You know, it's it's hard not to be feeling good. Bach is probably back. I mean, we oh. they still don't know. Maybe not week one. They're not putting a timetable on it. But he's back at practice. Christian Watson's doing team drills. So, you know, maybe panicking a couple weeks ago, feeling very good 17 days ahead of the season. The pup had a wide litter. Okay, Mm -hmm. in Green Bay. A lot of guys started falling off that PUP list, the physically unable to perform list, uh, and starting to get back into action. The biggest and most notable just happened yesterday, I believe, or two days ago, and that's David Bakhtiari. Bach being back is what Ty was referring to in that all-black John Deere cap. I mean, you look like you're ready to go to CMA Fest. Hell yeah. Uh You look like you're about to perform. You don't look like you're in the stands, pal. You look like you're on a fucking stage. I wish. You look unbelievable. Thank you. Looks like he's going downrange. Yeah, well, Jack Carr will join us tomorrow. The main road oh, yeah. Hell yeah. We all learned a term downrange, but nonetheless, Bakhtiari, one of the best left tackles in all of football, missed all of last season except for the Lions game in week 17 where he played four or five drives, I think. Yep. They marched right down the field when he was in and scored. Then we never saw him again in playoffs or anything. We had heard of another surgery or two maybe on his knee. Big question mark. A lot of worries out of Green Bay Packers Nation's faithful because a lot of money. He's great. He hasn't played. Will this guy ever play? Saw him chugging beers again this offseason. Right, right. Saw him go and hang out with Aaron Rodgers. Seems like he was in uh, you know good spirits. What was going to happen this season? He's back. Looks good too. Hey, those oh, knees. Yeah. Oh, those yeah. knees were moving. Drive. I mean, look at drive, drive, drive. I follow through <laughs> with those knees popping there. There was another draw, another play where he was playing quarterback. He also did one where he's taking on an inside guy with a chip leading up to a linebacker, driving his knees up. I mean, Bach looks all the way back. We tweeted about his return. The draft was back, and he actually put a gif in at the exact moment that jizzed in my, my pants is said in a music video. <laughs> so I believe Bakhtiari also climaxing over the fact that he's back in pads back on the practice field and he's back with the pack and although they're saying they're going to take this day by day with how the vibes are Mm -hmm. who says he isn't back week one why not i guess maybe medical reports we'll talk to him hopefully at some point this week we have put in a request to talk to the big draft but that's a massive name moving
moving back into action. Yeah, him being back just in general is it, it kind of you can breathe a little bit, and it's a little bit of a sense of relief because you know it was like last year, same deal. We we heard he was coming back, and then he wasn't back, and I was just you know Packers fans were hoping we wouldn't get the same deal this year where it's like oh he's going to be okay, and then all of a sudden boom he misses twelve games or whatever. He's back. Elton Jenkins might be back, so their line is kind of slowly mm. starting to come into uh, fruition, which is I, nice. And there was obviously a lot of climaxes and happy moments in that particular rollout one definitely had to be from Aaron Rodgers back-to-back MVP didn't have his best left tackle last year and uh, that's only good news you know for the guy who has a brand new set of weapons that need to figure it out that's, that's right. right you watched the game I didn't get to see it because yeah. Friday Night Smackdown was on wanted to watch it back wasn't on no highlights were on SportsCenter late night either from any of these preseason games a lot of baseball chitter chatter obviously that's very important right now Mets are continuing to do what the Mets do yeah, Edwin good. Diaz give the guy a fucking Cy Young but I couldn't see any of it really I saw the clips that were made on the internet Etling was moving I guess oh, yeah. and that's former Patriots stud you chatted about yep. Aaron called it how do wide receivers do are we more proud of the wide receivers or do they look like shit and ass still uh, I think they, they definitely played better but I know there was also uh, a tweet going around that like Jordan Love has had uh, nine drop passes I think in his action in the preseason yeah exactly and the next quarterback is five so we'll see I mean I'm sure it's going to be kind of some growing pains early on but the big part too is that I think Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are one of the best backfield tandems, and those guys haven't really played. So we'll see. I think early it's going to be a lot of them, and then hopefully the receivers come along. We shall see. Uh, at Tone Diggs, Pittsburgh Steelers have a guy, huh? Kenny they Pickett's do. a guy. They do. There were some throws that he made on Saturday. I was like, oh, that's a, he's a professional NFL quarterback who knows exactly where the ball needs to go, when it needs to go, who it needs to go to. He's He's – Things are starting to move pretty slow, it feels like, for Kenny. Okay, Tone, great transition, great lead, great breakdown, because not only were you watching that and uh-huh. saying the same thing, the world was. Every Yinzer in Pittsburgh uh-huh. yeah. and across the globe watched this one play from Kenny Pickett in which he stared down a defender. He threw a ball before Frymuth had even looked. That's good anticipation. Yeah. That's good grit. That's good toughness. Staying in the pocket with a little bit of moxie. And guess what? We have rights, so let's go ahead and check it out. Oh. It was second and 10 in the second quarter. 40 seconds left. The Steelers have one timeout. In field goal range, possibly. Can't be out of control with the ball or out of hand. Boom! Wow. On the money to Fryermuth while taking a shot right in the suck hole. These are the types of things that, although you don't know who's playing with the ones, who's the varsity team, who's the JV team, it's moments like these where a ball is delivered on a dime while a shot is being delivered to the face of the quarterback anticipation throwing early balls out as Friar Moose turning his head that's good synergy and chemistry with one of the best offensive weapons on the squad Kenny Pickett's a guy huh Diggs I saw it and that got me super excited because earlier in the, the offensive line played like absolute dog shit so there's on one hand I'm Uh-oh. worried, but then Yikes. I was because yeah, Mitch, that Jacksonville D line. That's right, Josh Allen. Mitch, Mitch was playing more like look at the the D line and then run around a bunch and then try to figure something out. And Kenny came oh. in and it was just that's like right, knew exactly where to go with the ball. And I feel like with with this O line, like is it is it better for Kenny to go in there and play on time, know where the ball's going to go, and maybe you know get beat up a little bit here and there, which is going to be tough. But uh, Just like Joe Burrow, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's now time to put Kenny Pickett in there and nobody can block, but he knows how to throw on time. Well, it doesn't matter if something's on time. It's the defense is much sooner than the fucking expected arrival. <laughs> Plus, Kenny, uh, Kenny only got six. He was six of seven, I believe. He didn't get much time. I feel like the coaching staff was like, he's our guy. Like We don't need to see any more of him. Well... 
I'm excited to see what happens in Pittsburgh because Mike Tomlin has to make a decision that yeah. everybody's going to watch and, you know, chat about for the rest of the season. Will the offense be good enough to keep up with the defensive standards in Pittsburgh? We shall see. Kenny Pickett has some promise. He's got great hair. Mm-hmm. Seems to have good moxie. Mm-hmm. He's very confident. Knows the city of Pittsburgh already. Got a pass from the city of Pittsburgh because he went to the yeah. University of Pittsburgh. Not that he's from there, by the way. Some people were saying, this dude's Pittsburgh through and through. And I think a lot of Yenzers see him as the case. He's from New Jersey. So similar mm-hmm. grade, I think. Oh, sure. yeah. I'm a big fan of Kenny Pickett. Me too. I am a big fan of his. The gloves uh, was obviously a big talking point going into the year and going into his NFL career. But, you know, I mean, Kurt Warner, he fucking do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. MVP. Peyton Manning fucking do it. Hey, he's a pretty good quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger doing it. Right. Pretty good. I mean, Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves. Yeah. He's a stud. At one, one, yeah. one point. Yeah. I mean, there. This is not like unprecedented, and people have had yeah. a lot of success. But will it come back to bite him in the ass? You know, when that clock uh, pocket is collapsing because the offensive line stinks, he gets a batch. Oh, there's a little bit of drop of water on Whoa, that glove. Yeah. And that glove now all of a sudden slick instead of stick. And then, mm. then it's a problem in there. Is that going to come back and bite him in the ass whenever it matters? Who knows? We'll see. Could that happen to anybody? Mm-hmm. Yes. Probably. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's talk about the massive news of today. And we can't thank you all enough for watching and listening wherever the hell you may be. It is Monday, August 22nd, and it is being reported out of Tampa. Bay, Florida. Tom Brady's back. Wow. Hey. Welcome back, Tom. Hey, hey miss Tom. you, Tom. Early reports were that he would be back by the 20th. The 20th was their game, so I'm not sure if they were expecting him just to be back on the sidelines or in the stadium for the game, but he has returned to the building. All reports are saying he's back. There was conflicting reports on the internet from internet sleuths that have thought they maybe had found Tom Brady. We'll be talking to Ian Rappaport in about eight minutes. We will certainly ask him if he's found out anything. It has been kept under wraps pretty good, though. Yeah. Now, aside from a couple tweets here and there alluding to maybe a family vacation in the Bahamas, or maybe the mass singer people were piecing together, which if it was the mass singer and Fox said, Hey, you want us to pay you three hundred seventy five million, you fucking need to quit training camp <laughs> and fulfill your obligations with Mass Singer. Put that fucking goat head on. Yeah. Just like Gronk was the white tiger, put that fucking goat head on and we need you to go sing. And everybody's gonna guess. And then they're gonna say, Take off the mask. Take off the mask. mask. I don't know if that's a chant or not. Take I haven't seen off. it in years. Oh, it's been a chant. I think it's take it off. I think they actually do a take it off <laughs> chant. Oh, okay. I don't think it's take off the mask. Well, they have been chanting that too, though. Well, all right. <laughs> Happy I mean, retirement. Fauci's retired. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, Fauci. Oh, man. Yeah, of course, by the way, this show. But anyways, if Fox would have done that, that would have been hysterical, mostly because Fox has survived because of the NFL rights for so long, and they want him to be an ambassador to the NFL and a commentator for the NFL. But before he does that, leave NFL training camp and fucking sing. Please, sing a little song for us. It's possible. Do what you got to do. That's maybe possible. We'll hear what Rappaport thinks, but we do know he is all the way back. Will this be a story at all if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go out and play well week one, week two? Absolutely not. If they struggle early, though, this will be talked about like it has been talked about already by some people. Certainly odd that the greatest player of all time in the middle of training camp, starting quarterback for one of the 32 teams in the biggest league on earth, just bounces out of nowhere and no insider. Not a lot of people around the building aside from the coach and the player and the GM, we'd assume, know why. But it's Tom Brady. Be who you can afford to be. If he promised his wife something whenever he was retired at this particular time of year, and then when he comes back, 
back out of retirement in training camps here and said event, whatever it is, whatever it was, is still there. And Giselle's sitting there like for 20 fucking years, we have <laughs> we have literally done nothing because it's Jack's birthday today, his oldest son. I don't know what that has to do with anything. But I believe after talking to Rapport immediately upon this happening, this was a promise he made to his family whenever he was retired mm-hmm. and coming back to the Bucks. Hey, I can't wait to come back. I'll help you guys sign everybody back to the team. Jensen comes back, even though he ends up getting injured, and other Evans and everybody kind of starts coming back because Tom Brady's here. Uh, But middle of training camp, I got to do this thing. Fair enough. Hey, Coach, listen to Todd. You know the deal. I mean, Giselle is pissed. Mm -hmm. You know, she's telling me that we haven't been able to do this trip that her and her family have done for literally 15, 16 years. It's supposed to be be the greatest trip of all time. Yeah. I actually am kind of bummed out. And whenever I was retired, we said we'd go. They had to get us a whole new island. We had to get our own island Mm -hmm. to get us our own boat because who we are. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to do all that. So I have to go. Is that all right? Sure. How many people are we telling? Nobody. We're just going to drop some people out of nowhere? Yep. Absolutely. All right. Perfect. Now he's back. Tom Brady's all the way back. Another Tom Brady all the way back moment. Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski were almost Las Vegas Raiders, allegedly. Whoa. Yeah. UFC 278 this past weekend uh, in Utah. Those fans were loud, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Utes over there mm-hmm. just going bananas over mixed martial arts and ultimate fighting championship over there. And Dana complimented them and put them over how good of a fan base they are on uh, the first ever episode of the Gronks. That's right. Yeah. Which was all the Gronks. That's right. All of them. They were seven wide at one point. Yep. Yeah. All of the Gronks and a man named Kevin who hosted it, who his UFC knowledge was amazing. Yeah. He, he did one of the greatest jobs of hosting I've ever seen. But they were watching UFC 278 as a watch-along alongside, I believe, Omaha Productions and uh, ESPN. Pretty cool setup. They had the Gronk to go on. Of course. They had a big Jumbotron uh-huh. they were watching on there. It was uh, it was fascinating. I enjoyed it. The Gronks are always a family that people are going to love. Mm-hmm. ESPN knows that. And the biggest moment came from Dana White coming on there. First 10 minutes of the conversation. A little bit of, uh, had to get the timing, the rhythm out there. But they really caught a flow whenever Dana said, I can't believe I'm telling the story right now. <laughs> yeah. I never planned on telling the story, but I'm going to tell the story. And obviously the Gronks, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell the story. Mm-hmm. And they all know the story, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Yes, they yeah. Do. So they were all very excited, I think, for Dana to say, am I actually saying this or whatever? Uh, so he dives in. And this is what Dana White told the Gronks on Saturday night during their Gronks watch along uh, for UFC 278 on ESPN+. Plus. It's still there. You would have You would have been. You would have been. So I would have been. I, I'm the one. I, I, I worked to put that deal together for Brady and Gronk to come to the Raiders. And it was almost a done deal. And at the last minute, Gruden blew the deal up and said that he didn't want him. And all hell broke loose, man. It it was crazy. happy somebody said, whoa. And and Brady (laughs) was already looking at houses, and it wasn't being said yet that Gronk was coming. So Las Vegas would have had Brady and Gronk the year that the Bucks won the Super Bowl, except Gruden blew the deal up. And there's so much story that goes along with this behind the scenes. Tell us more, Dan. It's the Gronks. I, I was never going to tell that story till Gronk just said it. But, uh, yeah. And Dana. Let me tell you what, exactly Brady was what not happened, happened. And you just told the story. <laughs> <laughs> That is a wow. wow. Breaking news. Wow. John Gruden screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> going to the right. Worked out for the best. And I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, so like, honestly, I, I'm intrigued by it all. Yeah. Because Dana tells the story. 
Gronk says, that's exactly what happened. And you just broke the story. Gronk is part of it, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael Lombardi, obviously, we know his ties to literally everything in the NFL, especially the Patriots, and also Mr. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady mm-hmm. Jr. Jr. He comes out and says, Dana doesn't need me to legitimize this story, but yeah, everything he said is 100% true. Mm-hmm. So John Gruden in 2020 went on to say this publicly. He has a quote that says something like, we got a great quarterback. I want every, yeah. Head coach John Gruden in 2020, and this is via at my sports update, asked about the team's interest in Tom Brady. We love our quarterback. Our quarterback is really good player, is a really good player, Derek Carr. I want to reiterate that to everybody in Vegas. We've got a good young quarterback in the film, the statistics, and analytics prove it. Is that him talking to Mayock, mm. who would have been in the conversations, I guess, at this mm-hmm. time. Mark Davis would have been in conversations at the time for this, <laughs> right? Mark Davis come out and said, oh, I don't know, guys. I watch the basketball game. He basically said, guys, I, I, I don't know. Guys, I gotta go to dinner. Raiders, guys gotta watch the Raiders playing. We won. Las Vegas Aces, yeah, WNBA. Yep, they won. You guys listen to wherever Dana's saying. It's literally what Mark Davis kind of <laughs> said whenever he was asked about this by the Las Vegas Review Journal or something like mm-hmm. that, which I'd assume is a local newspaper has pretty good ties. He goes, oh, I don't know, guys. I don't know. You let Dana tell his story. <laughs> Come on. He's a great promoter. He's a great guy. That's basically what Mark Davis yeah. said. Didn't deny anything. So Dana White dropping that story on UFC 278 with the Gronks while Gronk's sitting there. Obviously, we could think there was a little bit of a work, but I'm happy we found out about this because now it's alleged the Saints with Sean Payton yep. were allegedly in on Tom Brady. Uh, the Raiders... I guess we're about to fucking sign Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady was looking at houses, he'd go mm-hmm. on to say. Gronk, it sounds like, was also looking at houses <laughs> for that move to potentially take place. Obviously, Tampa ended up with him. Uh, I think the Chargers, right? When the the Niners. Niners were yeah. in the conversation. So now we're starting to get a glimpse of what the free agency was like for Tom Brady. A lot of insiders, including the one that's about to join us, said there was really nobody in Tom Brady market, yeah. which was befuddling to me because right. you would think that you would want the greatest of all time in your building. I guess unless you're John Gruden. And John Gruden, I guess, says, I ain't fucking dealing with this old-ass guy. Interesting. Give me Derek Carr. Because the conversation with Derek Carr and Gruden hated each other. Bingo. Yes. None of this makes sense, but I guess this is all very real. Joining us now is a man that uh, I assume was learning this alongside us as we were watching UFC 278 with the Gronks. Senior NFL insider for the network and the league itself. Host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends. Us being friends, he being Rap Sheet. Ladies and gentlemen, you're Rap Boy. Rap. Hey, I just want to let you know, I thought that's what your job was, to tell us that stuff. I mean, we've known that the... Come on, come on. No, no, no. Look, we all knew that there was some interest in the Raiders. We knew that Brady was interested in the Raiders. And there were some reports at the time, I think around the Super Bowl, that, you know, Brady could be with the Raiders and there was some interest. So, like, all of this has been out there. Now, was it like done deal as, um, you know, was said on the Gronkcast or whatever? I don't think so because to me, if Brady's interested, and he was, like, why wouldn't he be? That was a good team. If Gronk is interested, which we knew he was because he was always going to go with Brady, but the head coach is not interested at all, not even enough to make an offer, then how interested were they? That would be my question to, to you. Okay, so you're not saying, you're saying that Gruden was never involved, never liked it, not that he had a change of heart at the very end. 
I, to my understanding, once it became clear that he was going to have to like actually give real money to Brady, um, and it's not a lot, but it's you know a lot for a quarterback. That it, it seems crazy because now like he's so good and he's still so good, and he'll yeah. probably be good till he's sixty. Yeah. But back he's then, like we didn't know that he would still be good. So eh, well, there were some teams. Well, I mean, the Forty ers and the Raiders <laughs> that kind of were like. Yeah, well, we don't know what he is, so we're just going to stick with what we have, and like the results have been the results. Okay, so the reason why I'm wondering if Gruden was in and then he was out is because the immediate reaction of the internet after UFC 278 with the Gronks, Dana White breaks the news. Dana White's got to be telling us. Kind of a re, it's kind of a re-break. No, that deal being done and then Gruden blowing it up and, and us learning that. I mean, that is just... Because we've always been wondering who that motherfucker was. Bingo! Yeah. That's the immediate reaction is who you're going to stick with, that motherfucker, and the immediate reaction... Oh, it's Derek Carr. Yeah. That's obviously who it has to be. No offense, Derek Carr. I don't think that meant personal. I think that was just strictly football-wise. And shout out to Derek Carr having to be in the middle of drama all the time. Yeah, every <laughs> Are we no sure plan. it was Derek Carr, though? Oh, no, no, no. No, that's what I'm saying. So, like, you saying that Gruden said, no, I'm out... Uh, from the beginning, maybe? Because if he was well, in, 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 then they, out, they, then they it would be... They did investigate. They did look into it. I know that. Uh, once it came down to talking money, they were out, and I know they never made an offer. Um, they danced around it, but never actually made an offer. So could so, be. You're sticking with that motherfucker. Could be. I. It could be him. Also could have been the Titans. I've never known for Thanks. sure, but oh. the Titans all... Because remember... So the you know, Ryan, T they had Ryan Tannehill. They investigated it. They kind of looked into it. So I'm not no, sure I'm not, which. I'm, not I'm just talking about how many, how many motherfucking teams. teams. Yeah. While everybody was telling us that free agency market not that good for Tom mm -hmm. Brady. <laughs> well, it sounds like everybody. Half was league. League. It, sounds, it sounds like everybody was in there. Why was it all kept so quiet? You think? I don't think it was that quiet. Right. I mean, I wish I could go back in time listening to all you suits talk about it. Tom Brady thinks a lot more teams are going to be interested yeah. than. Yeah, but you, you took it off for this, and I appreciate that, okay, for the situation. But it feels like we're, we learn a lot forward time about looking back time about a lot of things that were being said that were just like legitimized as matter of fact. A lot of people are saying he was going to Tampa as the only team that wanted him. Like that, that was shit that was being said at the time. Ian. I, I think – so let me go back in my brain and try to remember this. So I believe that the Chargers were the only other team to make an actual offer. If I remember correctly, and I'm not sure I do, that they were the only team to actually make an offer. The other teams that were kind of interested, who didn't make an official offer, the Raiders, the Niners, I think the Bears, if I remember. And now the Titans. And the Titans, who I also don't think made an offer because they chose – Tannehill, but like, Niners. if you're the Titans and you have a Ryan Tannehill in his prime, you have Tom Brady who, it's anytime you're signing or, or doing anything with a 40-year-old quarterback, it is a gamble. Sounds ridiculous because Tom Brady is the greatest ever, but well, they did not want to make that yeah. gamble, nor did the Raiders, and obviously getting signing Brady would have been helpful to a team, I would say. Well, yeah, I, for <laughs> me, I just think whenever we were talking about it, getting him in the building makes everybody better. 
not just the team. It makes the expectations of every single room, equipment room, training room. I mean, every, times a million. Yeah, just like yeah. down in Tampa, they sold out. What immediately? Yeah. I mean, everything Season. just boom, boom. Everything gets better. The cranes come flying in. They're mm-hmm. building up. And I just think it's better for your team to have a Tom Brady than not on your team. That's why I was so flabbergasted about the amount of people that were saying nobody's interested in having Tom Brady. I was just confused on how the NFL is run. You all know better than us. Now <laughs> let's keep it. Let's keep, legitimately though. You do actually. I'm coming from a blind player's perspective well no hold, hold on a sec but i, I want to uh, like talk about one other thing um it is in free agency right for anyone to get actually to free agency we're always talking about how many teams are interested as you know most times when there's a free agent there's really only like two actual offers if you are a hot 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 free agent maybe there's three offers so brady having two offers is not crazy we just didn't know that he would keep being amazing. And I don't even – like, I follow this pretty closely. I even underestimated the effect he would have on every other player, the building, the stadium, the team. Like, I didn't even understand it until he got to Tampa and we saw it, like, explode. Yeah, and I that's very understandable because you've never really been in a building. You know what I mean? Like, that's not – I'm you. in a building right now. Yeah, but you're not. Like, I guess you're in – Okay, you're in. Uh, we're both in the same building, but we got different views. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think uh, you're yeah, in the building, fair. but a vastly different view than guys that have been. You know, I think in a locker room. Not yeah. that there's anything else. you have better connections in different parts of it. We just come from a player's perspective. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure you tweeted out that that was uh, the most despicable block of all time on Thibodeau. Is that what? Uh, you know, that seemed to be a thing that never written to people that didn't play the sport. You know, really, yeah, uh-huh. that are in the jumped thing, on. really jumped on and went crazy. That was, that's a legal block, by the way. Oh, see? Look at you. Wow. Ratchy. Wow. That's weird. The guy that invented football tweeted out that it was. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Tom's got an issue with some yeah, analytics and statistical people. Because Tom, you know, is a football meathead, and that's all yep. he really thinks Pittsburgh. about. There are some people that think they created the game and act like they created the game, and I appreciate the fact that they did create the game because they make our jobs better and easier. Of course. But I'll tell you what, the whole, get this guy out of the fucking tour, Doug. You know what (laughs) I mean? That was being said about that. I didn't know. It looked nasty. It looked dirty. I'm not going to talk about it. It did look bad. But the people were getting very passionate about it. Then every ex-player came out and was like, is that right? (laughs) This happens literally a thousand times a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I bet the guy puts his hands out and maybe fucking sheds a block. <laughs> That's what all X-Play, it was almost like a grandstand time for X-Players oh, yeah. to like kind of dunk on the media folks. Don't you think, Ian? Did you watch that? I, I watched it and I, I saw it all tra- uh, transpire and whatever. And it was all kind of interesting because this always happens when, I, I don't want to say this because there's no nice way of saying this, but like when people don't understand the rules. Um, whoa, whoa. It kind of, I'm just saying, like whoa. this literally uh, is he's, legal. He's but here's the, the other thing: cut blocks exist for a reason. I know everyone hates them when they look bad, but cut blocks exist for a reason. Like, let's say you have a running back. If you did not allow running backs to cut block pass rushers, quarterbacks would get killed. It helps protect the quarterback. So, like, not all cut blocks are the same, but there is a reason that cut blocks exist, and mostly it's to protect the most important guys on the field, which I am okay with. Yeah, and to be clear, DBs used to do this two offensive linemen that were mm-hmm. running out, but I don't think they're allowed to do it anymore. I mean, going low has right. been something that has happened in football for undersized people taking on bigger people for a long time. There's a lot of rules now for when it's available, when it's allowed to do, when it's not allowed to do, what angle and all that. 
Um, yeah. That one definitely caused problems. All right, let's move on. Um, Lamar Jackson situation. Jay Glazer gave an update on the Fox kickoff show right next to Sean Payton, who looks super cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sean Payton looked super duper cool. Was he wearing Jays? Um, I think so. Probably had great shoes on. Looked comfortable. Anyways, here's from Fox. Uh, not big noon kick. Urban Meyer's back. Yes, he is. Not big noon. Urban Meyer's officially back. He's going on the road. He's yeah. going to be out in front of college students. Hell Good yeah. luck. <laughs> Hey. Now he's going to be behind college students. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, oh, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, hey. Whoa, whoa. Was last year. Sorry, hey, this is not from that show, and Watch this is bottles. definitely going to get us a strike now because <laughs> of everything that had just taken. Anyways, here's Jay Glazer uh, talking mm. about the situation before the 8 p.m. Fox primetime preseason game before the Baltimore Ravens and Arizona Cardinals wearing the black helmets and the black jerseys looking super clean. Oh, yeah. Here's what Jay Glazer had to say about the Lamar Jackson situation. The question is now, will Lamar Jackson get his deal done, Jay? I think it's a really big uphill battle here. And the reason why is because Lamar Jackson, he's representing himself. That is so hard when you have to go up there and try and negotiate. And for them to tell you why you're not worth a certain type of contract, look, they've already offered him more than Kyler Murray got. But the Deshaun Watson deal kind of throws things, you know, out of whack there because I'm sure he wants a fully guaranteed contract. I don't see them wanting to do that. Okay, Rappaport, is that what everybody's hearing? Is that uh, Lamar looks so cool, by the yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even, I can't look at that without being like, Lamar is just the coolest guy on earth right now. It's hard to watch. All right, I know Jay was talking, but watching that, I'm like, God, they should just give Lamar all the money. Yes, me too, by the way. And also, in the preseason, you should always bet Ravens' money line yes. because they are stacked at that quarterback position, oh, yeah. and their style of play makes it so that not everybody has to be like a moving chess piece. They are beating everybody's mm -hmm. ass. 22 yeah. straight preseason games, uh, I do believe. Yeah. And they'll keep that going. Lamar Jackson, though, it's not yeah. close. It's an uphill battle. They want, He wants fully guaranteed. They don't want to give it. What are you hearing after what we just heard uh, from the wonderful Jay Glazer? Uh, first of all, I don't know for sure that he wants a fully guaranteed deal and would only take a fully guaranteed deal. I think every quarterback from now to eternity will be asking for it. But the question is really... When it comes time for last and final, does Lamar say, I am not signing unless it's fully guaranteed? I don't know the answer to that. So until I do, I will say this is still open. Um, I'd be surprised if the Ravens gave him a fully guaranteed deal. I believe that is correct what he said, which is that they've offered him Kyler Murray, but I believe they offered it to him a while ago. Like I think that the, the floor has been – like he has known he's getting uh, more than the 46 a year – the Ravens have known that, so the floor was set. Um, it's really just a matter of how much fully guaranteed do they give him. And when it comes time to say, yes, I'm taking this deal, or no, I'm, I'm not taking this deal, does Lamar say, well, it has to be all fully guaranteed? He's going to try, but I don't know where he's going to land. So what you're saying is whenever they put a thing in front of him that says $170 million guaranteed dollars are coming to you over the next four years or whatever, five years, whatever the number is, instead of the 200 and whatever Deshaun Watson got, do you think Lamar will be able to turn it down? Is that the question you're asking right now? Right, because that's really the only thing that matters. It's you know when he's about to go play, when he's going to put his body at risk for 17 games and probably more, the and sell out tickets, and change the brand, and bring kids to the training camp, all, and make your team relevant. Yes, I mean, yeah, because like the way it's going, he's going to be as big or bigger than Everybody. maybe everyone, but like two or three quarterbacks, right? Like he's, you know, he's very, very good and really transcends. It seems so. The question is really how much he's 
how much fully guaranteed money and how much overall money is he willing to turn down right before he steps on the field? Because what he might say is, I want it all guaranteed. I want everything. I want everything. Okay, at the end of this, I'm just going to take the most money I got because I'm going to protect myself and my family. Or he could say, I'm going to play it out, in which case we'll see him next offseason. What's he have? He has $111 million guaranteed over the next three years anyways, or $110 mm-hmm. million dollars over the next yeah, three years. Yeah, because a fifth-year option and then two franchise tags. Yeah, so. and the second franchise tag goes up like 25% or something like that. Uh, I forget what it is. So this, It goes up 10%, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 10%. Or there's some other salary yeah. thing. There's some other salary yeah. thing in there as well. Escalator. Devante. Yeah, I think there's some other. Yeah, yeah. something comes up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, yes, depending on – I'll have to look it up because I'm – not smart enough, but it could be depending on Pro Bowl, something like that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's like 110 million or 105 million yeah, guaranteed over the next three years if he stays healthy in place. Now he's only betting on himself for those next three years. If that's the case, got to remain healthy. Then he hits free agent, uh, free agency, and by then, who knows yeah. what it'll be, right? So he yeah. is sitting in a position where he knows that if he can maintain for three years, he's going to get over 100 some million guaranteed. So that offer from the Ravens would then have to be much bigger. Are you getting a text right now from the Ravens? Yeah, I'm not, not the Ravens, but. Uh, on the Giants. What's going on? Uh, Thibodeau? Yeah, it's Thibodeau. Hold on one second. Put your tweet out. Uh, okay. Do you want to watch me put my tweet out? Well, we, we understand you got to break it on your Twitter. Mm-hmm. and then yeah. All eyes on. Oh, no. It's, I'll just tell you now. I was told MCL uh, for Thibodeau. Man. Which is not great, but not terrible. Could have been a lot worse. Three to four weeks. Uh yeah. Wow. So regular start of regular season, like we'll see. Um anyway, we can keep talking as I start tweeting so I gotta make sure I don't spell this wrong. No, Go you ahead. gotta do what you gotta do. And by the way, the fact that you're tweeting this is very fascinating. Just assumed you had somebody that did that because we'll see <laughs> tweets at like four AM from you that there's no way that you do that. But if you do, you're a robot, you're awesome. And he's competing, you know, his wife said That's right. true. competing against a guy over there from ESPN. Uh, did they offer him a deal with that was backloaded with guarantees? Was it a bad structural deal too, like Roquan Smith got because he's representing himself? Uh, I don't believe so, but hold on, let me not mess this up. All right. All right, let's uh, get him Hold off. on one second. Get him off screen, yeah. Motivational music. You guys mute him. Let us know when you're back, Ian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's putting a tweet out right now. It's going to rattle the whole fucking sports world. Yeah, yeah of course. Right. Odds oh. are about to shake right now. Oh, yeah. his tweets. Games are about to change. That's right. right. There you go. The go Giants ahead. have also reported that he will be back for the regular season opener. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh, yeah, That's what we were told. Uh, Ian Rapport is back. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, no worries. We, we actually got some information for you. Giants have also come out and said he should be back for the regular season opener. Uh, that would be great. Uh, it's three-week injury, so I would say if he's 100% healthy, that would be tremendous, but... And I'm not good at math, so I don't know when three weeks is. Oh, conflicting okay. reporting. Here we going. go. Oh, we got a little, a little scoop uh, on we'll see. The Giants? Ever, hopeful. Hopeful. That'd be <laughs> great. Ian Rapport. Uh, okay. So, yeah. All right, we're hopeful, too. Hey, we're hopeful, too. Uh, with yeah. the Lamar Jackson contract, let's go ahead and put a bow on that conversation. Okay. Boys have a couple questions. We can't thank you enough for joining us. You're the man. Um, did they set that? Did they structure that offer to? Him? Do you know? Does anybody know? Did they structure the contract to him as a bad one, just like they did with Roquan Smith, because he's representing himself? No, I I don't believe so. I think the Raven, like you can argue about how much a guy's worth. You can argue about the market because that's what this is, right? It's about what is the actual market, how much is he worth. But I I believe the Ravens' offers have been fair and kind of like upfront and just what they should be. Because the relationship is really good, and 
you know, it's basically Lamar Jackson and Eric DaCosta. And the last thing that the GM wants oh, yeah. is for the quarterback to be like, wow, this guy doesn't like me, doesn't believe in me, mm. oh. whatever. Okay. So oh. I believe that it was like pretty, like the relationship is good. Oh. And I believe it was like sort of they came correct. It's just a matter of they have not arrived at the number yet. Okay. Well, good luck and, to and, both the Ravens and, and, and Hold on. And one more thing. When you have an agent negotiate, it's hard to not have an agent. It's not perfect. Everyone, I think, should have an agent. If you don't this go, guy. the team, you know, everyone should have someone at least representing their interest. You know, so but then I can get information you, from all of them. If you have an agent, the organization could say stuff to the agent, and the agent filters, filters it to the yes. player. Yes. If you are, if it's just the GM and the player, you got to be nice. Yeah. You just have to be nice. Oh, yeah, say. yeah. Hey, you got to be, you know, none I mean, of the old fuckery now, you know? <laughs> none of the old, it'll sit on the shelf for, you know, and there's other guys at this, and then the agent has to figure out how to soften that, deliver that information. I understand I understand completely. I've seen it happen. I've seen it not happen. I've got in the middle of uh, doing my own negotiations now. It's much different. I know that unless all the previous agents were just making shit up that people were saying, because now you can't use the same old <laughs> tactics in negotiations when you're dealing directly with the person. And if Lamar right. Jackson is able to get this deal done, I would like it to be on the record that he has negotiated hundreds of millions of dollars of contracts mm -hmm. and there's a lot of motherfuckers out there that ain't ever ain't ever done that in the business world and we should uh remember that forever i hope they get a deal done for the good of lamar but also for yeah. the good of baltimore man he fucking it feels like when you turn on a baltimore game i'm watching the lamar jackson show yeah, yeah. and I, I think like everybody knows that at this point and credit to baltimore for going all in around them too changing their offense getting rid I mean, of people all in yeah yeah like, so just make the money right let's do it yeah let's go on a Pretty run simple. let's go uh ty your question for Ian. Rapsheet, although Bakhtiari's back at practice, Matt LaFleur said that they're going to basically take it day at a time, week at a time. Do you get the idea that both he and Elton Jenkins are going to be ready to go by week one? And I know Christian Watson came back. Same deal with him, or is it really going to be kind of week one? We're still going to wait and see uh, if these guys are healthy enough to go. Uh, I think Elton Jenkins being back a week ago, I think it was a week ago. It seems like forever. That was a good sign. Got three weeks or so to be ready for the regular season. He's doing really well. I would not say definitely, but I think it's looking good for him. Bakhtiari, I will be honest, guys, I don't know. And I've done this before for him. It's really difficult. It's hard to feel comfortable with everything. Multiple surgeries. He is an incredible, like, elite athlete. And if it doesn't feel 100% right, then I don't think we'll be out there. So I hope he's out there because he's an awesome football player and he has time, enough time to be out there, I think. But two and a half weeks until the regular season is cutting it close. So I will say I'll, I'll say TBD on that. But even if it's not week one or week two, him being out there with no setbacks, feeling good like he does this morning – this is a good sign. Hell yeah. There you go. Hell yeah. The Bach is back. And I know he's excited about it. Uh, speaking of back, Tom Brady's back. Did we get to the bottom of that? Does anybody know other than Todd Bowles, the GM, and Tom? And will anybody know at any point about what just happened with the nine-day, I guess now what, 12-day, 11-day absence in the middle of training camp? Uh, hiatus, I would say. A brief, brief hiatus. Hmm. You know? Brief. Respect. Um, yeah. It's hmm. brief. Just two, you know. Two weeks brief, just took some time off. Um, you know, I would say for me, until I know for a thousand percent sure what it is, um, I'll just kind of stick to what I was told, which is that it was related to family. Everything is good. He is healthy. No one's oh. sick. Uh, just trying for that work-life balance. And like, 
we all try for that as well. Sometimes when your family would like you to do something, um, even if it involves a hiatus from training camp, you say, you know what? There is a higher power than Todd Bowles, um, and that is family. Um, oh. I think it's good that he's back. I don't think there was any doubt that he would be back. Like It wasn't like, oh, is he going to retire? Um, but the fact that he's back on the field and practicing today, I think, is a nice thing for the Bucks. Okay, so you came on the day this was announced, and it kind of – we led – to our conclusion, you didn't tell us this. Once again, we have to keep Ian safe from our stoogery. Sure. But my immediate reaction was, oh, when he retired, he told Giselle and the family he would go do something. Then he came back. It just so happened to happen to be that that something was right in the middle of training camp. And when he came back, he said, hey, I got to do this because you, you get it. Now, is that how you feel? Is that is that kind of how we're all feeling about it? I mean, I, if you have good sources, and sometimes you do, um, I would say I would not dispute any of your sources. I have not personally confirmed that. But if you were to ask me, does that make sense? I would say if that were my family, yes. that would make some sense. Because if Leah tells me to go away, I'm saying, okay, cool. Let me know when the flight is and I'll schedule it. Or actually, you schedule it and I'll just show up. Well, what so if, what I don't know Leah... that that's right, but that <laughs> sounds like something. What if Leah was pitching something for like the last 20 years while you were playing in the NFL and then all of a sudden you retire out of nowhere <laughs> and then Leah's like, hey, great, we can go do this now. And then 40 days later, well, actually, I'm getting right back yeah. in the game. <laughs> yeah. And then, whoa, 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 Leah's like, whoa, 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 remember, you know. And then yeah, and Jude I, right, gets and involved. When I would say, right, of course. Right, Dad, at that please. point, what I would say is, okay, cool, I'll see you on the flight. Um, let's make sure we get some like peanuts and some, or maybe a drink. And I think anybody that's married probably would do the exact same. So it makes yeah. a lot of sense mm -hmm. after you yeah. start thinking of it. I don't know, way. but what you're saying does make some sense. Yes. Yeah. And I'm happy it's nothing bad because we're like, there was the immediate thought, oh no, is something going on with his family yeah. that has to go away? Because they were kind of being, um, What's that called? Like when you're just kind of uh, coy, 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 coy. No, kind of being coy about when he was coming back. Yeah. So we thought like, what has a start date but not an end date? And immediately, it's mostly bad stuff. So I'm happy to hear that it wasn't that, and he is back. That's great news. Last question for you, Ian. You're the man. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Rapsy. Good to know you don't help at home or on vacation, but for <laughs> or the setting up vacation or setting up vacation. Yeah, yeah, all three of them. The trifecta. Look at you, Kareem Hunt. <laughs> is he getting traded anytime before Week One? There's a photo of him talking to Sirianni Why? at their joint practice. Is that possible? Are the Eagles in the market for another dog? I mean, I, I would say. When it comes to the Eagles, you could literally say to me, any player, like would Howie Rosen be interested in discussing that trade? And I would say, yeah, he might, he might dabble. And that's one thing that Eagles fans know is like every single trade, there's going to be a rumor that the Eagles are involved. So would that make some sense? Yeah. Um, I would imagine he'd want a new contract if there was any deal, which might complicate things because not everybody loves to give running backs really big contracts. Um We'll see if he ends up going anywhere. I think it'd be a hard deal to do, but not impossible. And the fact that he was very friendly with the head coach uh, of the other team, I thought that was a very nice thing. Oh. So, you know, we'll keep our eye on that one. Oh, keep your eye on where the dogs are potentially expanding into. That team looks good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very good. Hey, Eagles, look, a preseason. What, what has this preseason been for you, Rap? Love it? Hate it? What do you think? Um, not a lot of people are playing, which is good because I don't Anywhere. Yeah. yeah, nobody's playing. There's like, there's nope. not a, like we went to that we went to the Colts game, and they showed me. I saw you eating some wings. House, that was one yeah. wing that time. It was, it was breaded wings oh. that was in a, a thing though 
So they're a little moist, oh, breaded yeah. wings. Very good. So they were stuck. Like when I went in for that thing to eat, and I am a good wing devourer. I mean, I am always have yeah. been. Sue me. Um, <laughs> but the the breading was stuck all the way up to like my knuckles oh, almost. Yeah. Had mm. to get it back. That was the thing that was a little no, uncomfortable to have on TV. Me doing that. Yeah. Thanks, were, were you were you annoyed that they caught you? Uh you know. I don't know. I didn't know until like 45 minutes to an hour later. I was just trying to enjoy my life, have a good time. Yeah. Paid a lot of money for those seats sure. for the entire season. Yeah, uh, but, you know, oh. it was a blast. I'm happy they, they showcased me, the wife, the boys, their family. I mean, it was, a, it was a great Saturday out there. But while we were there, uh, I didn't know until literally before the game started, a couple guys were coming up to me, uh, equipment room, athletic training room, you know, things like that. I'm like, how are we looking today, you know? And they're like, oh, nobody's playing, but should be fun. I'm like, God damn, nobody's playing. And then, then as they run out of the tunnel right next to us, they all just, no shoulder pads on. Matt, every human that you knew was on the team yeah. had no shoulder pads on. I was like, golly, I wish I would have known that. But I'm happy that's happening. I, as a former player, am happy yeah. that's happening. But it is certainly, I think the games are a little less appetizing for a lot of people. It's because of the joint practices. I mean, yes, exactly. It's I think I honestly Good do ball, think Tony. most of this is about joint practices because they are better. Coaches can control. You can have really good work without taking to the ground. You can sort of tailor drills to stuff you want to see. And if you have a good relationship with the other coach, then you know the players are going to be safe. Not always. We've seen a couple fights. Um, a couple. But I do think the couple. sort of explosion of joint practices Everyone. has led to far fewer players playing in the preseason. Also, fewer injuries. So, like, I'm kind of like you. Like, I, you know, does it, it makes – Viewing the preseason game not as great, although everyone should watch all of them, especially when they're on NFL Network. Uh, they, which um, they all are, yeah. by the way. But, but then the joint Except practices Fox, have been yeah. awesome, too, I mean, so Steelers. and less injuries. Oh, yeah. You, NFL Network, you guys had uh, Cooper Rush versus uh, yeah. Josh, Josh Johnson, Johnson. That's right. Over Kenny Pickett battling against Drew Locke. Who's back? Drew Locke's back. You beat COVID? Uh, it seems like he's on the way to beating COVID. Hell yeah. Yes. Great job, Drew. Well, I mean, he was really sick two days ago, but he's back in practice. That's good. So let's go, Drew. Okay, so he got the OG one niner. You think? COVID. Uh, He got the one that makes him feel terrible. One niner. Okay. Hey, listen, when niner comes through, I mean it. Careful. Yeah. Elbow the whole thing. Still got it. I got one niner. I was at one oh four and a half. Yeah. Should have went to the fucking hospital. I mean, one niner took me out, but I thought one niner was gone. Turns out, I guess there's a couple left still hanging around. Tony, you got a quick question? Yeah, okay. Rap, how come Darnold didn't play it all this weekend when they already knew that Baker was basically going to be the starter? Nothing changed. Uh, I think because they know Darnold is the backup. And okay. it was basically like, which of the number three quarterbacks are going to make it? Are we going to keep three? Obviously, unfortunately, Matt Corral got a very serious injury, so that it's sucks strong. in itself. Um, but a backup quarterback is a premium position. So if you're not willing to risk Baker, then you're not willing to risk Darnold either. And I think both got a lot of really good reps in the joint practice as well. So I think that, you know, you want to keep them out of harm's way as much as possible. All right. Well, we appreciate you so much. Kenny Pickett starting in Pittsburgh? Hell yeah. The plan was always Trubisky, but God, Pickett has looked great. So I will be keeping an eye on, I think, Trubisky, but I am not going to say 100% sure because every time Kenny Pickett gets on the field, he does something really good. And that is... Noteworthy. Are you going to be on Hard Knocks this week? Go show your face a little bit. Uh, I'm. I haven't seen any cameras. I'm find looking him. for them. Believe me. Yeah, of course you are. I'll let you know. All right, go find him. You deserve to be on there. We I can't will. wait to watch, ladies and gentlemen, sure. the man. We thank you for your time, Ian Rappaport. Hey! Hey!
Joining us now live from an attic in Ohio is a former college football national champion, a former Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, and a COVID survivor, whoa. including one Niner, I wow. believe he defeated. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, the face of Ohio, Aaron James Hall. Hey. AJ, how you doing, pal? Good. Are you guys juiced that Kenny Pickett's going to be the opening day starter for the Steelers? So that was a full conversation, obviously, in the first hour. I'm sure you heard How it. can he not be? Well, put this play up, Foxy, please. You saw this play. In tone the dude gets rid of the ball so quick. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm overreacting, but hey, he sure is fun to watch. Not just so quick. Fryermuth doesn't even have his head around, and there's a guy in his face. Boom. Right on target. And that's a play that will go against any off or any defense, not just a preseason defense. Right, A.J. Hawk? Oh, yeah, that's a play that whoever's in there, like they, they still had pressure on him. He still had to anticipate, throw the ball early. It doesn't matter who's in there. The defense played well. I mean, here you can see the guy right down his suck hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah! Now, we He's reading the linebacker, like 54, if he reads his shoulders, he can see like, okay, this dude, Friar Moose, going to bend it right behind him. He's already going the other direction. He can't pivot and get back into the throwing line. Kenny Athletic, remember he changed the slide, fake slide rule in college because of what he was able to accomplish. So instead of skirting out of the pocket, right, which a lot of young guys potentially do with somebody in his face, he sat in there, made the read, made the throw. With 40 seconds left, that's two-minute drill too. They only have one timeout left, 40 seconds left in the second quarter. They have to move. They're in outside field goal range but definitely getting in there run down I assume they clock this get off a couple more plays and score Score some points score a touchdown yeah Yeah. smart football Carson Wentz had a situation this past weekend for the commanders they're down on 35 takes a six yard snap they got a punt you know Uh, instead of a field goal Carl Aftis is making a play though I agree what's his name George Karloftis, right, from Purdue. That was Congrats him. on yeah. his first sack in the NFL. Second, second preseason sack for him. Great great effort play. Yeah, he was double teamed. Good play. Anyways, Carson Wentz, he'll get better at that. He just didn't know the offense as well as he has in the past, I'm sure. Got a lot of tweets from people saying, oh, is this what Pat McAfee was talking about? No, I like Carson Wentz. I'm tired of being labeled a Carson Wentz hater. <laughs> Do you really? Oh, really? You're a Carson Wentz supporter? He was in this seat right here. Well, it wasn't that seat. It was a different seat. But he was right here. He was awesome to us. He was very nice to us. Yeah. What? He was a Bobcat user, which made us think about some things. You know, because yep, yeah. if it runs like a deer, then her eyes light up. So that obviously made us worried. He's a big son of a bitch. But watching him play for an entire year, I just couldn't take the ah. Ah, literally, that's what Commanders fans are in for, and I don't know if they know that. Every other play is going to be ah, and then something good will happen. It's like, hey, baby Carson, when no other quarterback could have done that because no other quarterback would have been alive still in this play. They would have thrown it away or done something else. Carson's still alive, makes a play, and then you know, like every fourth series or so, fifth series maybe, something happens where you're like. Okay, God, this guy thinks he's playing junior varsity high school football. This is the NFL. You can't do that. So I like Carson. There's just those moments where it's like understanding the moment, which follows us back to Kenny Pickett. Feels like he understands the moment, including in the first game, throw the ball out on time, had enough time to get a timeout if they need it or score a touchdown. In this two-minute situation, able to get the ball out, probably get down, spike it, score a touchdown. I mean, it's like it feels like his football IQ is also there. AJ. I want him to watch Trubisky for a few weeks be a starter, though, don't you? 
Yeah, I mean, I, that wouldn't hurt, no question. And I think I saw, I heard you earlier. I, I, I clicked in here and you said, hey, let Trubisky let the, uh, the O-line kind of solidify themselves yes. and get yes. some of the mistakes out of the way, right? Yeah, no offense to Trubisky. You're a vet. He's getting $5.25 million this year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Trubisky is getting from the Pittsburgh Steelers. If we read Track properly, go ahead and let him, hey, take the $5.25 million, get an opportunity to do your thing, show Kenny Pickett how to operate off the field in as a pro, you know, show him how to be a pro, and also maybe let the offensive line you know kind of now that stinks for mitch but yeah. also but mitch is also it's it. also an opportunity for mitch where mm-hmm. he could say hey they could easily plug kenny in right now game one of the season but at least i get an opportunity to come out here and i'm gonna play so good that they can't take me out like that's the only chance he has and we have not had this situation happen with mike tomlin mm-hmm. so all eyes are on mike tomlin who's regarded by every football person as a great coach so I think it's going to be interesting to watch. What were you about to say, Connor? Well, I mean, to your point right there, like when Boswell would miss too, he is like on the record of talking shit to him. So it will be interesting if Mitch does, you know, kind of screw up seeing him on the sideline, maybe hearing Tomlin in his ear like, hey, look, we got a first round pick right behind you. We do have to put this guy in eventually. You throw another pick, take another bad sack, you're done, son. Yeah, hey, I don't know if Tomlin will do that to a quarterback. You're not know. going to breed a bunch of confidence in your QB. Yeah. <laughs> the kicker the kicker stuff is kind of similar. Yeah, yeah but I think, right. I think he uh, got a read for Boz. Yeah. Like, oh, that's okay. how Boz responds, right? Like, yes. I think Tomlin is very much a, how does each player respond. He was probably, for a good time, being Boz, like, oh, you're going to be good, Boz. Boz didn't respond. Then being like, Boswell, what the fuck? Boswell responds. It's like, situations are situational in coaching, I think, AJ. Some people that I've been around did not respond well to people telling them, like, hey, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, you did this wrong. They responded completely bad. Then there's some guys that if you you have to talk shit to them and make them feel as if, you know, they still got to prove themselves every day, and that keeps them going. That's good coaching almost, AJ. That's what coaching is. You got to figure out, hey, what motivates each individual player. And I think that's part of the thing that happens, too, like over the course of a season. If you have a new coach – no matter what your roster is, there's new guys. Like The coach has to figure out, hey, how exactly, not only do I use these guys, how do they respond to adversity in a game? How do I coach them in the game to get them in the best position, the best like mindset? It's a, it's a tough deal to handle, especially with a, an NFL football coach with, what, 53 active guys, 60-some guys in the roster. Like you gotta, you got to know how everybody responds and how they react. It's a tough thing to do. I mean, there's some guys that just coach the same way to everybody. And I don't think they're getting the most out of everybody. <laughs> but, I mean, whatever happens. But there's some guys that you put the laser pointer on them in film in front of the rest of the team, like, they might check out forever. Like, hey, they, they – we pout. They could pout, yeah. Yeah, they might, and they don't like the coach anymore. They don't like the team anymore. And you basically just lost a guy who could have been a guy if you go, hey, instead of doing this, let's do this. Or there's some guys that need, like, hey – this guy is fucking up for all of us. Like, that, some people need that. It's an interesting balance. That's why the psychology thing that, you know, Coach JB talks about. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I ain't coach him, fuck psychologists, dude. That's right. A stone cold hustler, too. That's real. Yeah. I, I think trying to reach people, that's the most modern coaching tip. I think that everybody's saying right now. Well, do you think they can figure that out now, though? Like, do you think that Mitch has to actually do this shit in the regular season to see how he responds? Or do you think no idea. now is like a time? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. When bullets start flying, too, everybody changes. Coaches change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Players change. AJ, we've seen some coaches change, huh? As soon as that ball's kicked off. Whoa, whoa. You, <laughs> yeah. You, you think were, a guy's super cool and he's got everything together and then the first game hits and this dude is a freakout artist for the next 17 weeks. Yeah, it's like, yo, 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 relax, dude. Uh, don't tell me to relax, fucker. <laughs> All right, man. We were just talking, like, 
literally a day ago, you were like one of the coolest guys of yeah. all time. Now the game's happening, and it, it feels as if you're at, I might be wrong here, you tell me, you're asshole tighter than any human <laughs> in the history of anything. No, no, I'm just attention to detail. All right, okay. I was wondering, everybody hates you today. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved you yesterday. All right, see you. Have a good one. There's some of those people out there that are t- refs, too. We saw Booger on the call. Yeah. Jerome Booger was oh, yeah. on the call. That guy's still a ref. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Still doing it. In the Super Bowl a couple years ago, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Still crushing. Hey, this year, preseason, haven't had a lot of bitching about the refs. No. No, no right? No. Has there been? No. Week one, though. Yeah. I, think I it's mean, no one, no one cares right now, but week one. You week? think so? Oh, yeah. I don't remember last year. Were we bitching about anything last year in preseason? It was, a, it was taunting, right? So there was a couple that happened yeah, sure. in preseason yeah. that we got pissed off about. But then the first game, remember, there was a taunting, but they offset it with Jensen and the D-lineman from the Cowboys. So we were like, oh, this won't really be a problem. And right? then it became a problem. Yes. Yep. And Crenty was yeah. Yeah, that sticking happened. his pooper out. So it'll be interesting Is he still out there? there? Or he retired? He retired. He's in charge now. He's That's right. Remember, all these people that are terrible on the field, they get promoted to a position of being in charge of everybody. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. You know why? Because there isn't enough fucking refs. Nobody wants to be a ref, and it's our fault. I, it's our fault. Most Why? I'm going to say our because you're on the screen, the screen when I'm doing it because I get pretty animated about <laughs> bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get pretty animated about it. But it's not their fault. The NFL made a lot of rules impossible to call. They made a lot of things impossible to dissect. Should have used more technology, got rid of technology, because the people that were running technology were inept about it. So now we have to sit through a cycle of people forgetting that it wasn't, you know, the technology's fault. It was the fucking people that were doing its fault. So we just have to wait for all past interferences to be fucked. We have to wait for uh, the the point of clarification being illegal contact. (laughs) I mean, it's just... Have we seen any of that? Didn't they say they're trying to take – they're not going to call it as much, the illegal contact? They called in the Patriots-Giants uh, game the first time and Patriots-Panthers, where it could have probably been like a pass interference, but they call illegal contact instead. All right. Hey, good job, ref. Hey, here we go. Good job, ref. Good job, ref. Hey, Have I want to get you uh, your opinion on this because I was very fortunate to work out with the linebackers for the first few years of my NFL career. It was when I got to play quarterback. Uh, with the scout team against our defense, and I used to go through drills with the linebackers as well. Not only would I be the running back on the card and telling them which way to shed and what holes to fill and gaps to fill, I was also a part of the, uh, you know, ball getting tossed at legs drill and keep sliding down, which I believe has been in football since forever. Since it started. Since football started, this is a rule that has been in place because chop blocks back in the day, much more prevalent than they are now because they have been limited a bit, right? Yeah, you could high-low people back in the day. You could be engaged up high and someone can come by and cut your legs out. Yeah, so it used to be something that was wide open and you had to prepare for it with different drills. So whenever Thibodeau got uh, cut blocked this weekend, and we are learning now it was an MCL, he'll be out three to four weeks. The Giants are reporting he'll be back for week one. Ian Rappaport saying, I'm doing some math. I don't know if that's the case. We will see who's right. But as soon as this play happened, the reaction from the media was maybe my favorite thing. Warren Sharp posted. uh, Sorry, Emmanuel. Warren Sharp posted. I wanted to arrest this guy. This is dirty as Fuck, says Warren Sharp. He was the first one to put it on to the internet, Uh and everybody was reacting to the Warren Sharp tweet. There was Emmanuel Acho, who was obviously tweeting, this is ridiculous, dangerous, and cowardly, straight cowardly. Prayers up 
for Kayvon Thibodeau, says Emmanuel Acho, obviously <laughs> one of the faces of Fox Sports 1, former NFL player who I have more tackles than. That's we have right. to remember that. He's uh, <laughs> obviously an incredibly talented brain, and he has played in the NFL, and he has been a great college football player, but he jumped on the bandwagon of this being cowardly and dangerous. It didn't stop there. It continued. Rich Eisen, who we have a lot of respect for, uh, said penalty. Hefty fine, suspension, nothing less is acceptable. This man was the first hired by the NFL Network, been around the game a long, long time. And obviously, a lot of people aren't happy about one of the biggest stars of this year's draft, a man who is on the rise, getting injured in a preseason game in the fashion that he got injured in. But for every, you know, response, there seemed to be former players that were also coming out and saying, excuse me. Definitely not dirty. It's an unfortunate part of the game, and I hope Kayvon bounces back ASAP, says Darius Butler, who will talk in the next hour. He was not the only one. Others jumped in. Will Blackman, it's not dirty. You got to use your hands and get your feet out of the way. Praying he isn't seriously injured and bounce back. Everybody says kind of like, hey, this is just part of the game. We hope this doesn't happen and somebody gets injured. We hope he gets healthy. Mark Schlereth said, excuse me, Hacha. <laughs> this is a block that is executed hundreds of times every weekend. Cowardly? Come on! I would argue it's horrible defense. Huh. So, AJ, all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, a man who has been a linebacking legend forever and has had to do drills. When I run this play, which we're about to do, can I get your thoughts live on if it's dirty, if it's not dirty, and how this probably should have went, AJ Hawk? Well, what Thibodeau, he has to have an idea that tight end's coming back across the ball to get him. Like That's definitely an option. He knows this little split-zone look. Could be coming, so I don't think he's taken by surprise. Okay, play it. You see, yeah, he, you know, he, oh, it's hard because they got that ghost motion behind him, so he thought for a second he had to check that motion that they faked it to. You see it? The end I think that's what caused him right here. He kind of stopped. If he would have kept going, he'd be fine. I think that's why 81 as well kind of was like in between hitting him in the, in the, like, as he's going down, Thibodeau's just got to keep going, but I think that ghost motion took his attention for a split second. So split second, he looks at the end around, which is supposed to do, it just windows. Right foot in the ground, right foot in the ground, too. That's what caused it, I think. And uh, someone else has a responsibility to take that ghost motion, but you can definitely kind of flash for you. By the way, that's a window dressing that everybody's just trying to get everybody just for a half a second to bite so that something yeah. can open up on the other side. No edge, no chance. Thibodeau probably thinking of that as the end around's coming, so he looks. It does appear as if he gets his eyes on Cuzzy that cuts mm. him, though, late because he tries to drop down. What's the move here, AJ? Is it both hands to the shoulder? I mean, you got to get your legs out of it. You can't put that right foot in the ground right there so close to it. you got to kind of get your feet out and whether he just got to go to him and hit him high before the guy even gets low. But if he is low, yeah, you got to get your hands down and play off that cut almost. It's a terrible. But also, don't take yourself out of the play, though. You, you need to make sure that ball cuts back. So you can't, like, jump away from it. You have to push it down and keep your, your feet out. So what do you think? He was, do you think he was thinking about just putting an inside arm on it and kind of. Which that can, well, works. A lot of times you can see this play a million times and how guys play it. Yeah. A lot of times, like, inside right, right forearm, but you also kind of got to keep your right foot out of, off the ground, too. So you got to use, like, yeah, it's a tough. His foot was in the ground. He took that split second, I feel like, with the ghost motion. That's what, what kind of caused it. Yeah. So not dirty, though, you don't think? No. Come on now. It's not dirty. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good to know. All right. So there's a lot of people that are driving conversation. What, do we have other plays? You have rights now. We have, there's a million split zone, whatever it is. Look it up. You'll see how other guys play it. Why don't you, why don't you send us a couple of those plays for us yeah. to maybe have? Yeah. yeah. with you, you in them. You knew we were going to talk about this, pal. Where do I get them now? Where do I get them now? There's NFL Live or Plus. Internet. You just text it to us. Mm -hmm. You just text it to us. 
Oh, okay. Well, didn't that happen last year? But it was Logan Thomas who blew his knee out when he was pulling because the DN went low while he was doing that type of walk. He can't take anybody that. low. Yeah, uh, now right. defense can't go low on anybody on offense. Okay. Now, might have been. I might be remembering it incorrectly, but I remember that it was a similar type of play where the maybe that caused football the rule team. change. Logan Thomas back today, by the way, yes, for yeah. the Commanders coming out in there yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, Thibodeau did not do the same as Logan Thomas. Congrats on recovery and rehab, by the way. And that's no fun at all. Thibodeau with an MCL out three to four weeks. I, what I was going to get to there was if you see the way Warren Sharp, Ocho, and Rich Eisen paint that thing, and you don't have everybody else coming back and saying like. Excuse me, like, this is something that happens. If it was from behind, if a guy, if Thibodeau's out there and someone comes from behind and he doesn't see him and you dive directly at his legs, that is very, very dirty and should never happen. But that's not the case here. Okay. So he saw him coming. They both they made eye contact. Like it's not. <laughs> you can't really call that a dirty thing. Okay, so we don't want uh, anybody to get hurt, including Thibodeau, because we are big fans. We've heard he's a weirdo because he talks about <laughs> likes NFTs, likes <laughs> NFTs. And stuff. That, that uh, supposedly is why he dropped in the draft, which is absurd. Uh, so we hope he's healthy, just like everybody else. But you could see how a narrative could be built there. You know. Oh yeah. By a lot of people that watch a lot of these shows and follow along and get their insight and information from these people who have warranted, have had success, been around a long time, have sacrificed a lot of time with their families for the game. And we appreciate that. But I'm very thankful that we live in an age where because I didn't know it looked nasty, but I've never played. How about this morning? So I kept my mouth Did the show still talk about it this morning? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they still on board with it being dirty? Swagoo was... uh Echoing the very dirty sentiments, yeah. just because he said, just because it's a legal block doesn't mean it's not dirty. Uh, which is true, by the way. That's an, there. There are some of those things that can be described. I think, like some place, uh, yeah. not that particular play. I think it's hard when it's when they legit saw each other. They knew they recognized the play. Thibodeau does, and so does the tight end coming back across the ball. I have a hard time thinking that's dirty. Run it again, because Thibodeau goes down and sees it. Yeah. So like he sees it, even if he. Pause yep. it. But he he took that little hop step before that. If you'd have kept going towards him, I don't think we would have had an issue. But I think like the thing here is, look, he glanced at that ghost motion. He's head quick, like quarter inch turn. So he might have saw Cuzzy come in, squares up for him, and then he sees that guy, and yeah. then he's back at this guy. Right? That's what he you was think? in a weird spot. Yeah, he would have just kept. If he would have just. He, he read it right, and then all of a sudden, if he just kept going instead of stopping and trying to plant his leg. You got 48 scrape, and I assume he thinks he's going to the outside if the window dressing guy gets this ball in the end round? Yeah, that's that's his responsibility most likely. It wouldn't be the corners here. Okay, yeah, so 48's got to get over, over the top, and which he does. So Thibodeau is just spilling this in is what he thinks? Or boxing it back, yeah, knocking it back. Does, don't, let, don't let it get outside of you, obviously, which they don't want to run outside of him, really. Yeah, well, Thibodeau, though, I'm just wondering if he's scared to death that that's his fucking job, yeah. that guy that's going around. But you're saying— I, for, I bet for a second he did. Yeah, for sure, there's a lot coming at you. Do you think that it was his job or not? No, I don't. definitely not his job. You wouldn't put that on the end. You're saying 48's job right there. Yeah, and, and he, they're both—they're executing it. They're doing well. It's just his foot got stuck in the ground, and he just got to keep going, I guess. And is this—you know, this is a rookie playing. Is this a good, um, like, kind of— Everything happens so quickly. That's why what we see on Sundays when things are going well or not happening, we should be incredibly impressed by. Because this is, what, an eighth of a second? He has a second thought, and fucking boom, MCL torn. Yeah, and That's he comes off the line. He's like, okay, I'm unblocked. So it's very rare where you come off unblocked. Okay, who's coming to kill me? Like, that's your first thought when you're unblocked. Oh, 
hope he's okay three to four weeks well, ago. Well, to your time. point about, like, the narratives, too, like, if you didn't play high-level football or whatever, and you're looking at it, and, like, they're stigmatizing and assassinating 81's character when he's just doing what he's coached to do. It's like, this guy's Suspend out here. Suspend him. Yeah, trying to make the team, and it plays like this, and now he wakes up the next day, and everyone's saying, look at this dirty son of a bitch. Like, this guy, you know, shouldn't shouldn't be on a football field. Like, that's not okay either. Yeah. Well, He was probably getting threats last night from Giants fans. To be, to be honest, probably on social media. Yeah, because Thibodeau is supposed to be a guy yeah. for Giants fans. And this mm-hmm. asshole, I've seen it. I, it's dirty. I see That's what somebody's saying. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, listen, I've seen, let's get this guy out of here. Let's yeah. kick him out of the league. <laughs> it's a wild time. It's a wild time. And I think, you know, what we say matters. No, not us. But other people that are in positions of importance. What they say matters because you're painting a narrative there. And... Uh, I think it did look bad, though. So a lot of people probably just on their emotional reaction, probably. That's all. Yeah. Probably just a little emotional yeah, reaction. Sure. A great time. Suspend him. Find him. Get him out of the fucking well, you game. See that Kill st- this guy. <laughs> Suspend him from the XFL, too. This fucking dirtbag. That's kind of what it was like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dirty that, as fuck. I'm going to fire the whole coaching staff, too, saying, like, oh, these guys <laughs> are all they're all dirty. What are we doing? This is kind of like last year, I guess, whenever Michael Parsons, who would go on mm-hmm. to become defensive rookie of the year, obviously, in his first game, was playing a position he never played before. And uh, he had his check, and then he got got by a good play call over his head, and he was getting murdered Roasted. by similar people on the internet. And uh, the same, had to go out and say, like, well, that this, it, I understand stats wise, say this, but in real football, that is just not the case at all. Bengals tight, that was number 81. Yeah. He comes from a great lineage. I don't think yeah. he's a dirty player. He does. No, he's serious. Randy, it's Randy's kid. Yeah, it's Thad Moss. Oh, there you go. D- suspend them. F- these motherfuckers don't even know they're talking about fucking Randy Moss's kid, I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet they have no <laughs> Probably idea. Not. Probably not. And then Dayball comes out this morning and talks about it, right? That was this morning where he was like, hey, those are the rules. Yeah, the statement from the Giants, Brian Dayball, is that's the rules. We do it as well, by the way, with tight ends <laughs> yeah. and fullbacks going back to the line of scrimmage. So got to do a good job of playing it. It's a tough block, but whatever the rules are, those are the rules. <laughs> yeah. Brian Dayball's like, uh, let's not get too crazy, Giants fans, because we got about <laughs> we do the same seven shit. to yeah. eight of these yeah. plays in the old uh, in the old playbook. I'm happy we got to the bottom of that. And big shout out to everybody that was reacting, because obviously everybody's emotionally invested mm-hmm. in the NFL and into football. It makes the NFL the place that it is. Uh, the draft is back, AJ. Bakhtiari back on the field. There's video of him moving bodies and high-stepping. You should see him. He does his normal block, and then he finishes with fucking some high steps, looking nimble, yeah. looking quick, looking athletic. The Bach is back. The draft. Look at that. Look at the pop. Look Ooh, at the spring. That's right. This guy's all the way back. AJ, what are you hearing out of Green Bay? Look at that hard right inside arm. I love it. Watch it extend it. I need to teach that. Try to teach that to my third and fourth graders here. Man. Well, the problem is what you're teaching is you take that Rydell, you put it right on a jaw. <laughs> Don't worry about your hands. That's mm-hmm. you're t- you're teaching dolphin football. Just just fucking no hands, all head there. Maybe you do need to get Bach out of practice. With that being said, he's back. AJ looks he good. He is, but where's the guardian caps? What are we doing here? Oh. Are they done now? Hey, AJ, hey, oh. thought of that. So his knee is healthy, but what about his brain? Sure. Is this the week where they're stopping? Great call. Yeah, I think so. I think third week, right? This is the third yeah. week? I don't know. Oh. I thought What's it was it? through the third week. Well, Bakhtiari might be breaking the rules because they definitely want helmet to helmet there. Oh, yeah. yeah. They did. I mean, does Bakhtiari not care? We could have saved 10% of that poop collision right there. Jesus. Yeah, but if you haven't played for a while, don't you probably, like, ah, I got to rattle my brain a little bit to kind of get back in it. Sure. I don't no. know. AJ, you know the Bach better than we do. You 
I don't think he wants to rattle his brain a few times. That was your move. Yeah, that's you. That your no, move. I do think your body gets conditioned to it. Like you need to get back in the feel of what what that's like. Yeah, it's you, it's official. They are no longer mandatory. There we go. Congrats, boys. Good run. Some people are going to wear them though, right? Won't a lot of teams just keep them on anyway? Absolutely, for the good of the players, yeah, for safety, for the future. They'll make the team. I hope the Packers get it back, and we need quarterbacks to be wearing them over there too, don't we? Need AJ? Um, how are we supposed to protect these guys? We say we protect them, we give them fifty million a year, and yet we're not letting them wear. Garden, guardian caps, we're not making them. It should be a mandate all season. I, I Maybe in the game for quarterbacks. If, if we really want to protect quarterbacks, make them wear it in the game. Especially like back-to-back MVPs. Yeah. Put a fucking bucket on their brain. Absolutely. I mean, Danny Etling had that 50-yard touchdown run, and I was just thinking, like, oh, shit, he doesn't have a guardian cap on. What if he gets blasted, you know, not looking? Well, see, Aaron was doing that interview on the side while he did that, mm-hmm. and I was wondering, what if a ball comes in and hits him in yeah, the head? Yeah, should have had one out over his hat. Right? Yes, he should have a guardian. Aaron should have a guardian on at all times. Not just him, though. The other top 15 quarterbacks should have him on at all, all times. times. Yeah. I think. I For the rest of the season, at least even into the offseason. I would imagine Russ wears one. Well, if they go do ayahuasca together, like fucking get an ayahuasca yeah. guardian. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you never know what's going to happen. That's yeah. right. Exactly. Russ is I was going to say he has the concussion water, so he doesn't Bingo. need to wear yeah. the Guardian. You were both oh. going to say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. Is that still out there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still being sold? Yeah. Yes. Still uh-huh. being bought, too. Actually, by me. He it on his helmet before the game. actually works like that, too. So I walked. Water. My wife and I went to the game, you know, with uh, a lot of the people from the office here. I had my good man brand on. Oh, Ooh, did you? Yeah, I drove my Rolls Royce down. Hell, yeah. I was drinking that concussion water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, wife. Let's ride, dude. That's, That's right. Awesome. I was Russell Wilson on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We lost. We ended up losing the Detroit yeah, Lions. So I never awesome. did that again. But it was a hell of an experience. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because they didn't play Ellinger for four quarters and they fucked around with Foles and Cone. Hey, Jay, have you learned anything from these preseason games? I haven't learned anything. I see somebody do something well and I'm like, is that against Connor or is that against an NFL player? Mm. And I don't know in any of the quarters. I used to know, like, first quarter, even if you see one group of starters on one side, that could be the threes on the other side. No, no, it used to be, I think, a little bit more, and it's all because of the joint practices. I can't help myself, but every single play that happens going, who's that against? I think, that, is that the actual players or is that XFL, USFL? And uh, I think that's just how it is now with preseason, AJ. Yeah, we don't really know anything, I think, until the regular season starts. But, I mean, at least quarterbacks. Jordan Love looks pretty good. He's definitely improving. Kenny Pickett looks good. What, the returner for the Cowboys, that dude is lightning fast and all he does is score touchdowns, it seems like. He's out of TCU. Uh, I believe he went to TCU. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure he finished at TCU. Uh, I think he did. He went to TCU. Then he was in the USFL, an absolute stallion. And now he's made his mark on the NFL. Not only just taking a kickoff back to the house, which he caught, you know, two yards out, 98 yards. Could have caught that coming forward, maybe a little bit more speed. One cut, two cut, three cut, gone. Blocked by 84. See Uh you later. 84 tracking him down the field, by the way, trying to make the team as is 40 and 50. Those guys (laughs) probably not guaranteed to be in there. First quarter, 6.05 left. So that's probably going against maybe some guys that you're going to use in your special teams. So I think we can say, all right, maybe they got a guy. Cowboys also might have some of their guys that are going to be on their actual roster blocking for them, setting some things up. Congrats to the Cowboys. I believe that's Bones down there running that kickoff return. And then another punt return. J.K. Scott hits him a ball right in the middle of the field. and uh, That guy loves giving up punt returns. Dude, listen. With all due respect, he stinks. Well... (laughs) 
He got on his horse. Well, I'll, I'll say it. I'll, I'll say it so you don't have to. He got on his horse. Could have dove maybe right oh. there. Got him down. Could have left his feet. But Turvin obviously has a how you doing, keep it moving day. You make the first man miss, normally going to be pretty good. Normally that gunner uh, is trying to force the returner to one direction, which is where the rest of the coverage is going. He side hopped him, had another time, went back the other way. Beautiful setup. Yeah, boom. Normally that gunner is shooting at the shoulder uh, away from where all the other coverage is. So you see him shoot at Turpin's left shoulder. Boom. So normally you would think the coverage was coming up in over top here. I think he saw the same thing. You can keep playing. You can keep playing. They cuts it. He goes over that way. And then, bang, I'm coming all the way back. He set him up like three different times. Yeah. That was an incredible return. Um, and I'm happy for this guy. There's people calling him the next... Hey, this guy's next, Devin Hester. This oh. guy's next. I mean, it's preseason, so let's fucking relax. But he is showcasing some things that I think will carry into the regular season, including a toughness. Uh, he caught that ball with a guy in his face. His head was up. That could have been a fair catch very easily. He showed great awareness with a sidestep, got free, was able to cut a couple different times, and they were holding on blocks. It was a great return. Great. How you doing? Keep moving. Not great for the kickers, obviously. Yeah. Preseason, that's the only thing you can really learn is like the punters, the kickers, and the kick returners. And I feel like this weekend and last weekend from Ariza and then obviously Gilkin and now this kid from the preseason. I think the coverage is probably going to have a lot to figure out. Mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, you can't give up two kick returns in <laughs> yeah. one game. No. Same half. Also, J.K. Scott, what year is this for him? Uh, four, five, maybe? Five, yeah. I mean, he's got to get something else in. Is he their starting punter? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Ty Long, I think, was over there. He was a captain last year, wore the number one. I don't know. I didn't see. I haven't seen him this camp. I don't know where he's at, what he's doing. But J.K. seems to hit the same ball. I was going to say, he's doing the same stuff that he's been doing that hasn't really been successful. <laughs> he's the only punter point. on the depth chart. Okay, so it's his wow. job. He start putting out of bounds. Well, just somewhere near there, you know. He looks flexible, though. Well, he is. He's, very flexible. he's incredibly flexible. He can. He had a gazelle-like run there. Yeah, could have yeah. left his feet. Down I think he could have. I think sure. could have left his feet. Got a trip up at least at the two or the one. But at that point, fucking give him a touchdown. <laughs> I wouldn't have even been chasing him at that point, uh, due to a story that I told on the internet of John Tierlink telling me nobody gives a fuck if they return uh, a touchdown. Pat, just punt the ball, kick the ball. Get the fuck off the field. Yep. Graham Gano's in concussion protocol. J.K. Scott, Joe could have pulled a blown a hammy out there mm -hmm. for no reason. Not that he would. He does Pilates and stuff. But he hits the same ball. And that, that ball, end of the year, isn't the same ball because his leg's a little slower. This is just like when we talk about teams and how they might have success early, might have success, might win some games. But when it matters, like when it really matters, you know, what is going to happen it's almost like we can see people's futures. Like, you're going to run into a team that can boom, and this team's going to be dead. It's almost, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting way to view things. It's almost a negative way to view teams. But for me with J.K., it's like that ball he hits, and maybe they're telling him that so he can get some coverage reps and, like, see how it is. He hits the same fucking ball all the time. Yeah. It's like you got to at least work a little bit on trying to get that fucker to the sideline, you know, like in a little bit more consistent, I think, personally. Do you think there's a chance it might be more conducive to playing in the division he's in now and he might have a little bit more success because he's playing indoors as opposed to like like he was doing that shit in Lambeau and it was just it was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, like, you know, you, you got Vegas and – Denver, you know, you've always talked about how the, the ball awesome. flies differently there. And, that, like, he's he's not going to really have the inclement weather conditions like he did when he was in Green Bay. So, in my head, he should be able to just – he should be able to 
aim that just thing. Just nuke it directionally. But if they're trying – yeah, go ahead, AJ. To be an NFL punter, right, that's part of it. you got to be able to directionally punt. Yeah, I think like when I first got in the NFL, I didn't know how to punt, so I was just kicking that fucking thing somewhere. You know, like I'm going to hit this thing. And there's some guys that do that. Andy Lee still just – bombs balls like there's a lot of guys that have had great careers just by hitting the ball as far as they possibly can but like as you i don't know like in the off season i think it's natural to be like oh i'm gonna try to get you know better at this like what? basketball players that get a new shot or they, yes. you know all of a sudden this dude can shoot threes now yeah so like the fact that jk seems to only hit the same ball every single time even if there's massive wind it's like that i question that i'm like what is it possible they wanted him to punt it there to try to figure out their their cover lanes and everything maybe but also if i'm the chargers i'd like to see this fucking guy put a ball yeah, on right, the yeah. sideline you yeah. know what i mean like i'd like to see that yeah. that's why watching jack and rigoberto hitting warmups like these guys are landing the ball like 5 yards from the sideline it's like oh what yes. a weapon that is. Like, that is... Five more. Five more and put it right out of bounds. <laughs> That's what they're trying. They're trying. They're trying. But getting it in that area is like... I don't know. That's When I saw that kickoff return, I was like, well, obviously a bunch of lanes opened up, so you probably just got a couple guys that looked whoop instead of whoop, and then every kickoff can go. It's preseason. Okay, impressive, but for the cover, that punt coverage, it was like, all right, the ball, why is the ball landing? Where same it's old JK. Yeah. That's the same ball. And then also, somebody's got to make a fucking tackle, too. Like, let's, that's a good wake up call, hopefully. Um, let's talk about Lamar Jackson's deal, AJ Hawk. We talked to Ian Rappaport about it a little bit. Jay Glazer broke on the Fox NFL Sunday yes. mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. Sure. Not to be confused with Big Noon Kickoff. Saw Brady do some acting with Urban. Can't right next to each other. Right? Yeah, they yeah. did a commercial. Pretty good. That was a good. Very relatable commercial. Yeah. The, the, um... <laughs> what do you mean? Whoa. What? Why wasn't it relatable? I thought it was a good concert. It was great. What do you, yeah. I, I saw it had 80,000 views or whatever. I think that was good whenever. Hey, they sent the jet. I can. Listen, this thing's awesome. I, I enjoyed the concert. I wonder if that's his real bag. It is. Who? Brady's? Brady? That would be like a little suitcase he carries. That would be? What's that mean? Go on. It's like a leather, like old rustic type thing, like old man. Oh, and slash, like oh like bespoke, bespoke yeah, post. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. He is the bespoke post model. Yeah, Pretty handcrafted cocktails. Just yeah. the coolest guy of all time. Reggie's back, obviously. There, um, Urban Meyer doing the rounds. Hell yeah! Look at him, Look at him when, smiling. He's so happy to be commercial back. Commercial when Florida sent the uh, strippers to Urban's office uh, so that he would talk about Florida more on the broadcast. That was on a cutting room floor. That, that one didn't make the uh, the public. Uh, yeah, that's on Pornhub, Tony. That's where I saw it. <laughs> I knew it was hot somewhere. They're taking him on the road, AJ. Oh yeah, big noon kickoff, man. Number one, hey, number one window in college football. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, number one window. The, the good thing though is like he seems like the guy who can take a joke and stuff like that too, and like won't get you know butthurt yeah. about that kind of stuff. Won't just like grab his heart and fall over on set when someone's you know doing this behind Ooh. him for two and a half hours. I didn't see a single finger gun. I did work it into uh, Friday Night SmackDown talking about the electrifying preseason game that is the Baltimore Ravens and Arizona Cardinals tomorrow night on Fox at eight p.m. Also, Urban Meyer and the boys are back. Hell yeah. And then they kind of cut me off because <laughs> I was going to go, finger guns coming to a town near you. How hey, would Michael Cole have handled it? Michael Cole knows. He knows. Michael Cole, Cole knows. knows. <laughs> he knows. He would have added to it. It would have been nice. How was Montreal? Montreal? It wasn't yeah. bad. I didn't see much of it. I didn't see much of it. Just kind of in and out. I talked to a few of the locals. Did you do customs? Uh, yeah, did customs pretty quick. Pretty quick. Didn't take any. I only had a backpack with a... a Le or denim jacket in it mm -hmm, of course. so it's pretty easy quick in and out there um travel is much shorter than i thought it was going to be hmm. montreal was 
Uh, interesting, though. Mm-hmm. Nice weather out there. Yeah, it was nice. It looked nice. This time of year, it's beautiful. It was beautiful. I guess they're doing a bunch of construction, though, downtown. Uh, who so who I guess, is it? Exactly. Like, all these cities uh, doing full reconstruction, basically, after two years of shutting down completely. Smart. Thanks, Hawkset. Thanks a lot, Hawkset. He's not the mayor of Montreal. He could be. You don't know. <laughs> Mr. Ford. Well, I think he's gone. He was yeah. with Toronto. May he rest in peace. His younger yeah. brother, maybe? Rob Ford is. He had a B recently. Very dead. Well, oh. he didn't die, though. No. Which is good. But Rob Ford Rob did Ford. Mm-hmm. take over the world and die mm-hmm. within like a three-week period. That guy was awesome. Yep. Yeah. He, he was, was good at football. Thank you, Rob. Rob Ford kind of had my life with Rob Ford is kind of the same <laughs> that I had with Alex Jones. I was just gonna, yeah. I, I got introduced to Alex Jones for the first time in my entire life. And then two weeks later, he was banned from everywhere. So platforms. He died, basically. Never see him again. And then now, obviously, he's back. Right. But it's not on his court. No. This is, this is a much different. You're lying. Yeah. Rob Ford, same thing. He came into everybody's life, and we're like, oh, my God, this guy, actual mayor. Actual came in hot. 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 Real hot. Yeah. Meth hot. Yes. Crack pipe hot. Yes. What? Prostitute hot. Yes. Fighting in their chambers. Sure. Right. Hot. Also falling asleep in the chambers. Quarterbacking. <laughs> following over the place. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Was like, good at football. What was that? Like a three-week period and then yeah. he died oh, yeah. and, and they were like, he, yeah. he died. He burned How'd he die? Lick. Heart uh, attack, I believe. He yeah. lived. He lived. He lived the hardest mayoral life of all time. Unfortunately, it's yeah. a heart disease number one killer in America. Yeah, that, that was Canada. 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 Yeah, that was Canada. They took him Sam Rolls. Yeah. Who did? They. Trudeau. Oh, oh no! Yeah, can't say that type of stuff. That doesn't they happen did. up there. Once again, um, the opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect that of the people who are saying it's peers or employer. Yeah, what would they say? He got run over by a moose. All right. everyone in Canada. Right. I don't think he got oh, run over by a moose. Doing? We said he got run over by a moose. <laughs> that wasn't what they actually said. And we apologize again. Montreal never had a Ford in office. With that being said, I guess they used to be like 77, 80 percent. Uh, bilingual up there. Now it's only down to like 60%. Oh, These oh. youngs don't give a fuck about the French language, I guess. That's what I was really? told. Really? Only learning English? Uh, yeah, so Hell the whole yeah. country, or the whole province, I guess, uh, maybe city. Uh, I'll just say city. <laughs> the whole city was bilingual. There, there is numerous billboards that are only in French. Okay? Wow. Felt like I was back in high school. So I was talking to my driver, great guy. This dude was awesome, by the way. And he said, the percentages have gone down with how many people are actually full-blown bilingual because the youngs don't care enough about the French language. What the hell? Google Translate. So oh, I told him I'm cutting a promo tonight in French. I gave it a run-through <laughs> with him. He gave me a couple corrections nice. that nice. I don't know if I hit. And I said, you're telling me everybody will know that? He goes, no, not everybody will know that. But this will be great for us that want our city to remain mm-hmm. a bilingual thing or whatever. I was like, Man all right. People. And he said, uh, whenever you say, c'est soi, c'est ma, premier, fois, oh, Quebec, like give a little, because you're saying like, it's your first time in Quebec, like go crazy with it. I was like, okay. And he was right. As soon as I said that, they did go bananas. But I saw some youngs. No idea. What's he saying? Yeah. What, they don't speak French? comprehend yeah. on TikTok? Yeah, I don't know what the no, deal is. No, they don't. They have that translator lady that reads the text. And she's a problem. I plan on speaking more French. Forgot it. And then I asked them to sing Happy Birthday to Michael Cole in French. I forgot what that, that was song sweet. was. Mm-hmm. So I let them sing it. Couldn't understand what they were saying. I couldn't even remember it to catch on. And I said, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I got Mercy. It was cool to be up there, though. Different world. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So close. Yeah. Vastly different world. Yeah. Do you have any poutine? I uh, didn't get any fries with gravy on it. Ah. Damn. The only thing I got that was local was the dope. Nice. There and I only got to smoke one of them. And I tried to eat as many as the edibles. They didn't have Molson Triple X in the vending machines? No, I didn't what? see any of those. 
What's that donut shop everyone goes Tim to? Tim Hortons. Yeah, you go to Tim Hortons? King Tim? <laughs> yeah. Didn't see any Tim Hortons. You guys have Tim Hortons there, right? Where? Indiana? No. Oh, Do you? No. It's only in Canada. Oh, yeah. They're in Ohio. All over what? in Michigan. What? All over. Well, Michigan's, well, Michigan's Canada. Canada. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> How quickly we just said it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Kid Rock loves it. He got it. He brought right, it there. Let's get to a break. God, damn right he did. Not to Ohio, but to have Michigan. Have you ever been to Montreal? I do not believe so. It was nice. Nice. Under construction. A lot of construction, but it was nice. Up and coming, it sounds like. Their fans were bonkers. Very loud. Crazy, obviously, hockey fans up there. Yeah, I said, Ale, Hobbs, Ale, Uh, at one point. La Habitants. They go nuts. La Habitants. I dropped that in there with Sami Zayn one time. Good cheap ball. Yeah, Yeah, Kevin Owens actually. Sorry, Kevin Steen. Kevin Owens. You mean Kevin Mark? (laughs) Whoa, 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 Tony. Tony, he can hear you. He's I right can't here. wait till he beats your ass. Right here. Yeah, he won't. He will. <laughs> he What's your me. problem with him, Tone? I well, said, go ahead. He put the family that I grew up going over to their house a bunch of times and uh, throughout the summers and stuff like that. Their son's in the hospital and they're all yeah. in the hospital with him. And it's just bullshit. Do feel for Elrod. He got That's EJ. EJ. Yeah, Zeke goes in the hospital. Yeah, EJ mm-hmm. got involved. That's the old man. EJ. When EJ gets involved, <laughs> what is so funny? I saw that. I saw Pat said something about when EJ gets involved. <laughs> I didn't even watch the clip. I just saw your tweet. Serious business, man. Where'd they go? I feel like that whole family, I haven't seen them much. They're in the hospital. Fucking trying to take care yeah. of Ezekiel, yeah, dude. Jesus. Because of what this asshole KO did. You're right. Thank you. But I did forget about that for a moment on Friday. Mm-hmm. We grew up there. And I said, KO, listen. Oh, no. Look at this. Yeah, the man on the far right obviously isn't a part of the photo. That's He's in the bed. He's the one that's But the, the rest bed. of the photo is real. Yeah, yes. he's covering up his younger brother. Yeah, Elrod's mm-hmm. getting fu- uh, covered up, Don. Shout out to him still wearing the knee pads and boots in the hospital. I respect that. Well, he got taken straight there. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't so, take him off. Yeah. Normally they... <laughs> Hope are okay. Yeah. Hey, we love you guys. Love, love you guys. Thanks for having me. What was their What was their mom's name again? Well, soon, see. Eleanor. Eleanor. Where'd that picture come from? <laughs> what are you talking about the hospital. Was that yeah, run on SmackDown? Yes. Raw. Raw. That picture was from the hospital. Raw. With, I gotta start watching. Yes, with EJ. By the way, the dad Ernie Jr. up there, because Ernie Senior is the grand great grand. Yeah. Right. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. It's nice of Elias to bring the guitar to play a melody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to lighten the mood. That's what we always did back in the day. Yeah. You know, Elias would get out the guitar. Yeah. Ern Jr., he starts singing. Yeah. That's right. But whenever he's not singing, he's pissed. He's a fucking He get clown. one too many icy lights in him, he'll fucking put on a full concert. That's right. We hope Ezekiel's okay. And it was great to see the whole family. Obviously, you don't mm-hmm. like it like that, AJ. I mean, we don't. It's the first time seeing that picture. I feel terrible for him. It's <laughs> <laughs> a part of that neck break. They're going to cut his boots off, like when they cut them in jersey. <laughs> well, I better not. Not EJ. No. Spent top dollar for those boots. Yeah. When he was breaking in through the Indies, <laughs> EJ. All right. You can tell they're related. They all have a very similar look. Yeah. yeah. They're family. I right forgot there. about it. Anyways, I asked Kevin Owens did that to that family, and I forgot about that for a moment. I don't know how I did. Kevin Owens so goddamn charming, I guess. Wait, I who's the yeah. little guy on the right? That's the youngest. That's yeah, that's Elrod. That's Elrod, yeah. Well, let's get out of here. Elrod. Elrod, you don't get you it. Disrespectful prick. They're no. already in the hospital. Hope you're happy. EJ's got his own health concerns too. Yeah. Too many icy lights. What? Joining <laughs> us now is a man who will make this show much better. Thank God. He's the host of the Man to Man podcast. He's a nine-year NFL <laughs> secondary member. Played corner, nickel, and safety. What? One of the smartest humans to ever grace a football field. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Hey, 
Yo, what's up, fellas? Debut, what's going on? I see you battling on the internet about what's a dirty play and what's not a dirty play. We appreciate you making time for us. Yes, I mean, you know, you know how it is these days. Uh, far, obviously far, far from a dirty play, but uh, no battling. Just just making my statements, making it plain. Yeah, definitely not dirty. Unfortunate part of the game. I hope Kayvon bounces back. And you also fired back at Emmanuel Acho, I believe, uh, where you told him, uh, you know, basically said the layered explanation is much better than a headline, but that not really your life after Dayball explained how they have plays similar to that, and that's the rules, is the rules. It's interesting because not just this play, but it did feel as if this was a time where ex-players could almost tell media members, like, hey, chill out. Like, this was an exact situation where a lot of guys who've watched games and who have seen how sports media have chit-chatted about the sport and the league that they played in know about, this seemed to be one of those situations because they were trying to run Thad Moss out of the fucking league there. Spend yeah. this guy, get rid of this guy, and players came out in abundance. You were obviously one of them, Darius. But a lot of people, I mean, these people cover the game, though. So they watch the game. So you see these plays literally every week. So that was kind of surprising to see our reaction. I know the ending uh, of the play was ugly. You know, his leg did get caught up under him. I think that was, you know, more his fault than Thad. And, and Moss is trying, a lot of people are saying, oh, this is preseason. Like, Moss is trying to make the team. Like, you know, he, so he's trying to do his job. He's coached to do that job. I think uh, Thibodeau, you know, he kind of, it was like a reverse that kind of maybe caught his eyes. He hesitated. But I mean, this is a—I mean, it's a clean block. It's a legal block by the rule book. Um, it obviously looked dirty because it was nasty, but it is football. At the end of the day, it's still a violent, it's still a dangerous uh, game. And I know a lot of people, uh, I guess, don't realize that anymore, but it still is. Well, I think the reason why we're all chatting about it so much is because the narrative was being painted. You know, boom, bang, bang, by prominent people in the sports media yeah. landscape who have a lot of people that follow them and uh, entrust their opinions with them. Like, hey, I'm coming to you to give me my opinion on what it should be for this. So I think that is why so many ex-players got in front of it and were like, let's relax here for a moment. Speaking of relax, um, the Eagles got a guy, Diva. <laughs> and I know you requested to see this film, Ooh. and I'm excited for you to break it down here because we do have the play. Obviously, the yeah. guy who was completely fucked in the hurdle race uh, because he was too fast off mm -hmm. the get-off in the Olympic trials or whatever, he is now showcasing that he still got it on the field. And in the third quarter of a game in which the Eagles were taking on the Browns, he has a post, and That's if he's even, ball. he's leaving. Beautiful ball. This fucking guy has jets. Uh, D, but what did you want to break down on this? Because I think we do have another angle where it showcases him being even and then pulling away from number 35, who didn't even have a photo on the team's website at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, first of all, we got to get, we got to get, we got to get him out of that 39, number one. Like, Ooh. I mean, he's a, he's a fast guy. He's a blazer. Got to get out of that jersey number ASAP. He makes the team. I'm sure he will. But this play, this is something you see almost on a weekly basis, this route concept. You know, it's an overpost. Uh, and that safety, you can see he kind of he vacated the middle of the field. So he took that over. That's something you talk about pre-snap. Like, hey, you take that over. And as that corner, the backside corner, not 35, he's actually kind of supposed to overlap once that free safety takes the uh, over route and be on top of the post route. But with a guy that fast, you got to know coming into the game, like you can't run that. You can't do that. It's called a zombie or a radar. You can't do that with a guy that fast on the backside running the post. But once again, this is a concept you see almost every week. Every team runs this play. And there also should be some alert. If you can go to the beginning, 
uh, to the formation, to like the, the, the entire formation. So go to the side shot. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there we go. So right now, first of all, they're in the middle of the field, right? This is called the alumni section. I'm sure AJ has heard this. They're all, they're all inside the numbers, too. All right, 30 to yep. 30. 30 to 30, middle of the field. He's the, either yep. on your yep. left hash, but 30 to 30 where the um, – So we'll, we'll, say, we'll say 40 to 40. So that's the first thing. And then it's the first down, so early down. And then the condensed formation, all right? As a DB, can this formation become a max protection set, right? Some formations before the snap, you know this can't be max pro. This can be max pro. You got two tight ends in there, one running back, both receivers tight. So before the snap, we should all be alerting each other. Alert shot, alert shot. All of these things, when you check all those boxes, you got to be alert for that. Be back. This guy's a four, what, three, low four, three, world-class sprinter. You got to be on top of this. But once again, this is something that happens every week in the NFL, this rock concept. So you got to have a plan for it. So the backside corner is supposed to cover for the safety who's crashing down, but he needs to bail as soon as that ball is snapped is what you're saying. Absolutely. And once again, this is knowing, you know, this is what being a pro is, you know, knowing the different players, you know, the personnel that's on the field. If that's a slower receiver, you may not have to worry about it as much. But even being that backside corner, seeing this formation, you know, okay, if I get this over route, I got to haul ass and help my other corner on the post because he's outside leverage. So that post is going to run away. He's going to run. Even if he didn't run a forward two or whatever, he's probably going to run away from 35 without a post safety in the middle of the field. Uh, my suggestion would keep the keep the post safety back there. Like you keep him back there to avoid this. Now, if you're cutting Devin Allen, that's something different. If you're cutting 39 because he is the fast guy on the field and the other guy, he gets back and overlaps the post, um, that can make it uh, work. But this guy's way too fast to run this. And you can't hesitate. Like you literally have to, as soon as he shows inside, it's an over route. You got to haul ass at that backside corner. He hesitated right here. And it's, I mean, this is. It so 35 here doesn't deserve all the heat you're saying. I mean, he, he has to know his personnel, too, who this guy is in front of him. So that's part of it. But that's a that type of ball. Like, that's a the speed is one thing. But for the quarterback, I think that's 60 plus in the air, like in stride. Like, that's a hell of a ball, too. So but every what's up? I got it. So pre snap, is it is it possible for those corners? They can they should absolutely be signaling each other like, hey, man, look out. Here we go. Condensed formation. Like what's all that shit you guys say to each other? Right. Yeah. What's all that shit that you guys are saying to each other? Right. Because there's a bunch of codes for all that. Yeah. So coming going into like a real game plan, we'll obviously talk about it more. So preseason, they probably haven't gone over this at all. They obviously going over it to the point where, hey, if we get an overall free safety, you're going to jump that because the free safety, they're not just going to do that without pre-snap calling that. So as the corners, they're not talking to each other. They're talking to that safety. So let's say I'm the left corner and this safety knows, OK, zombie, zombie, like you're doing it to one side. Like I'm either cutting this X or I'm cutting the Z. So if you tell if I'm on the Z and I know the X is getting cut, I know, OK, if I get this post, I got to haul ass be outside shoulder. I feel like 35 tried to do a good job of that. But Devin Allen, not only with the speed, before the cut, if you play it, he bent outside first to widen him even more and then just haul that outside too. Field, so. From the other angle, you can see, yeah. but he looked, he he sold it when he's looking to the sideline. He did one of these bad boys right there. Yeah, so, yeah, that I mean, that's that's tough sledding. Perfect execution. Right here, bam, look at that. He yep. looked look to the sideline for a second. Yep, once he put that stick, it was over. Like he said, he's even he's leaving a guy that can run like that. But you need a guy that can throw that ball too. Yeah, and also that quarterback, quarterback can't make that. Throw. Hey, and that quarterback's got to see that safety coming down. Know that that's wide open too, right? That's big time play. Yeah, as soon, soon as he sees that safety vacate in the middle of the field, he knows I got Devin. It's the reason Devin Allen's running the post and not the over. So let's say this was the Rams. Like that would be Cooper Cup 
running the over route. And last year, I'd be Odell Beckham most likely running a post. So once again, coming into a game plan, you know, okay, this guy runs this, this guy runs that. And if Cooper Cup runs the big post, we, we're not as stressed out as if, you know, if, if it was uh, Odell. Hey, D, but when this guy gets a – when should he start bailing? When he gets near the hash? Oh, I'm, I'm open. I'm staying on top. Now. As, I mean, as a deep third corner, you take away the, you know, the seven, eight, nine. And I can live with a seven with a corner route because we can line up and play again. We got the sideline out there. I can tackle him. If you give up a post ball, obviously a nine ball, like that's a touchdown as a corner. So this corner up here the, on top of the screen. He, oh, yeah. When should he, he start bailing? Whenever that guy comes in, he knows the safety's picking him go up. Back, go back to the wide copy. You don't see anything but the fucking quarterback. There we go. Boom. Okay, so. Damn. Yeah, it's terrible. It's but, fucking But, bad. yeah, as soon as he bends in, and this is pre-snap once again. So right here, boom. Now I'm gone right now. I'm, my eyes should be on Devin Allen. But where he is on the field. It wouldn't make a difference, honestly. That's why I'm saying keep the post safety back there because where he, he's right, he's on the 40-yard line right now. Allen's on the 39 or 41. Yeah. Allen's going to run by him anyway. Even if he did haul ass right there, he's going to run by him. So you literally, I'll find, I'll send you uh, one for tomorrow or another day where I'll show you a, a cornerback that does it, you know, the right way. All right, hey, look at us going to school. Yeah, wow. Everybody wants to bury 35. He doesn't even have a photo on the Cleveland Browns website <laughs> right on. now. And obviously everybody's going, who's 35, who's 35? Well, it seems like it's not just him. Also, maybe play call. Uh, sure. A little bit difficult with Devin Allen on the field. And the other corner should have been bailing out sooner. So we shouldn't just kill 35. I like the fact that we're able to break that down. Thank you for that, D-Butt. Hey, I appreciate that, man. It's, it's NFL Films. shit is dope. Hey, it's not bad. We appreciate NFL Films immensely for it. Devin Allen, he's going to be a guy. Yeah, burners. He's going to be a guy. He's going to be a guy. Sirianni you can't knows. Coach speed. Hey, A.J. Brown is over there. Oh, right? yeah. He's going to eat up a lot of attention, right? So if you got a gas. Devontae uh, Smith, Smith, too. Yeah. Heisman. Oh, here we go, Sirianni. They should have a team. What do you think about the Eagles? Do you think they're going to have a squad this year, D-Butt? I'm hollering the Eagles, man. I picked them uh, to win that division a few Hell yeah. weeks, maybe months back. But um, obviously, it's a lot on Jalen Hurts' plate. He got to step up his play. Um, I think you got to also uh, kind of expand that passing game with him as well. You kind of got to trust him. And you have the weapons outside to do that. You got A.J. Brown. You got Devontae Smith. You got Dal Goddard. You got Miles Sanders, who's explosive in the backfield. And you got a really good offensive line. So the pieces are there. They did great things this offseason. With the defense, um, I think they surprised everybody and surpassed expectations last year by even getting into the playoffs. So I expect them to take a, a huge step. And they, um, I think, more than close the gap uh, with Dallas in that division. Should we take anything from that rep there from Devin Allen other than the fact that I think like he's going to be a guy? Is that overreacting because it's fucking preseason third quarter? Absolutely. Okay, all right. It, it was overreacting. <laughs> but, I mean, it's good to see, though. It is good to see, especially a guy that's been uh, focusing on track. Playing football again um, is, is definitely good to see because, once again, you can't coach speed, you know. So if you if he can find a way to maybe contribute on special teams, because all those guys I mentioned, it's going to be hard to crack that lineup as a, as a receiver really getting reps and get carried into every game. So he's got to find a way to impact the game uh, somehow, some way. I think him tracking the ball is a big deal too, don't you? Honestly, I think that's a big-time deal. He anybody, Everybody, not everybody, people can run fast. Okay, yep. there's a lot of people that can run fast. Him not playing for multiple years, still being able to track that, make that catch, I think it is a big deal. But once again, we shall see how the season goes. That was Gardner Minshew slinging that thing? No. no that, was that was Reed it, I believe, at that point. Hey, I see Minshew. Oh, he was played well. Oh, yeah. He's mm -hmm. balling. Checking some, doing the whole thing. It was nice to see. All right, let's move on to some other topics around here. Lamar Jackson deal is supposedly not looking good. 
says Jay Glazer. Uphill battle on Fox NFL Sunday. Because he's dealing and negotiating by himself, uh, sometimes that could be hard to get a deal done, is what Jay alluded to, because you don't want to hear things. They have offered him more money than Kyler Murray, but the Deshaun Watson uh, precedent is obviously in there for Lamar, as it should be when it yep. becomes business-wise. Lamar Jackson is Baltimore, isn't he? I mean, last night he looked so cool. Looked so cool. Yeah. The chain, the whole thing. But he is the Baltimore Ravens at this point. It's not just on the field. It's off the field. they yep. got to get a deal done. Don't you think, D-Butt? Don't you think he wants to get a deal done or no? They, they got it. Got It got to get done, man. And for the Ravens, I mean, the price is only going up. And you, it, it just is what it is as far as what Deshaun Watson did to the quarterback market. Because if I'm Lamar Jackson, you know, going into my first contract extension, I already got an MVP under my belt. I already have playoff experience and I win more games than damn near anybody else. And a guy in my same division uh, has gotten 230 fully guaranteed who is going to miss 11 games this year. Hasn't played in two years. Like, I mean, that, that like I can't take anything less than fully guaranteed and obviously more than, you know, Kyler per year. So I've been saying it four years, 200 million. And I think the price only continues to go up. I don't think Lamar is necessarily like bothered by playing under this year, too, with this 23 that he'll make uh, this year. I think he'll bet on himself. Um, that's just kind of who he's shown himself to be. I think he'll bet on himself and, uh, and, and go back to the table next year. D-Butt, were you able to watch any of Washington and Carson Wentz, what he's doing there? He, he caught some flack here early in the show for maybe holding on to the ball a little too long at times, possibly Whoa. in field goal range. Come but on. Do you think – is that something, though, like Carson's always trying to make a play? Like the play is never dead. Can you coach that – can you coach a little bit of that out of quarterbacks? Man, I don't know, man. That kind of makes them uh, who they are in, in a sense. And we had a guy, obviously – well, in my opinion, was much better at the position, but Luck was like that. You know, Luck a lot of times like it was played. He made a dump, the his dumbest plays. He made it was usually like that. He just wouldn't give up on a play. He'll scramble. He'll do this. He'll uh, throw a bad play, and then he'll make it even worse and go in and try to be the first guy to make the tackle. So, but that's that was just how he was wired. And obviously, his career got cut short with injuries. Uh, but I think that's just who Carson is uh, to his core, and uh, he just obviously has to be better. I think he has good talent around him, uh, but I, I, I don't. I try not to overreact anything in the preseason, but that is something Carson has been. But he's also you've seen him uh, play really, really well at the same time. I'm not saying anything. I just I just echoed the sentiments of the internet because I got a lot of tweets about that said situation because that is basically how I describe Carson every single time I talk about Carson. These great plays are great, but there's no like situational football. Seems like it's not there. And that's important. Obviously, that's big. I think so. Andrew had that, though, a little bit. That's why whenever you said my opinion, Andrew, much better, much better player, I think he had a little bit of it. But he felt as if he was disrespecting the game, I think. Like, that's how Andrew – because they tried to coach it out. I'm like, hey, man, you already had a busted spleen. You already broke your ribs. Yeah. Your shoulder was fucked before any incident potentially happened on a mountain. Like, you're going to have to save yourself. And Andrew just, like – I feel like he thought he was disrespecting football if he didn't go all out. Every single play, we need to do a touchdown. That's going to be hard to coach. I think Carson has a lot of same shit. Yeah, it's going to be hard to get it out of him. And at the same time, you know, do you want to get it all out? Like, that? once again, that's who he is as a player. So um, it will be like, you know, trying to change who Diggs is, Trevon Diggs is at cornerback. Like, do you want to say, oh, no, nah, don't take this type of well, gamble or maybe not give up. This. Like, you got to take those risks okay. to be that type of player. And it's about – Obviously, the bigger plays that you're making, you got to eliminate just the complete bonehead ones. Go ahead, Tom. But, I mean, that's who Carson is. That's who he is at this point. We know him. Well, 
Come he on. is who we thought he was. That's right. But he might be better with the commanders. Honestly, I'm yeah. hoping he is because Should we got be. Matt Ryan, so I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> Diva, my question was actually about Trevon Diggs. And the highlight last week uh, where Herbert threw it to Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen was with great laid hands or whatever. Trevon Diggs' yeah. face guard him. Is that, is that how you want to play? Because I saw a lot of experts on the internet, so I wanted to get your opinion. Oh, my gosh. If you, if you think the injury experts – the DB experts are the absolute fucking worst. <laughs> so in that play, it was a sprint out, and you know, it, when, when you have, you almost have to guard him that way. Like you have, to, or unless you're already inside leverage. But he was outside leverage with Keenan Allen, and Keenan Allen did a great job of kind, obviously knowing Trevon Diggs couldn't see the quarterback, so he's going to react off his body language. So Keenan kind of like just eased up, like the play was over almost, because you know it's a, that's kind of one of those quick hitting plays when it's sprint. Because that backside is nobody blocking that backside. So the ball, I mean, Herbert threw an amazing ball and, and he just stopped and lay hands as soon as he hit his chest. So it was nothing that Diggs, the only thing Diggs could have done is maybe close that gap a little quicker. But once again, I, he, he kind of eased up a little bit because Keenan did. Uh, but it was a great play by the offense. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, what's this idiot doing? He's not even looking at the quarterback. He's, I've never seen it played that way. Every Almost every sprint out is played that way. If you're already outside level, you just kind of have to, um, you know, plaster him. You got to play his hands. You can't play uh, the quarterback at that point. But the reason why the internet went that way is because what Diggs gave up like fourteen thousand yards last year while also having eleven picks, and it's always a gamble. Will he have the same amount of picks? Will he be able to cover anybody? He yeah. had to de- delete Twitter because of things that were coming out. Yeah. So whenever that play comes onto the internet, it just kind of stokes the flame that is already there. Do you think Diggs will be able to become like a? You know, I don't think he has to be elite corner, shutdown corner. He just has to what get maintained, just being average shutdown corner, right? Doesn't he at some? Yeah, point? but that that's that's not the type of player he is. Like he's a player that can be elite. He's a player that has like Hall of Fame potential. Like this dude has been playing a position for four years. He, he got played okay. there for his junior year at Bama. He was a returner. He was a receiver, and then he came back as a senior. He was like first team All American. Um, and then first year was all right. Second year, he gets 11 picks. And, yeah, he gives up a ton of yards. I think Dallas was, like, top three or four in the amount of man-to-man coverage um, that they play. But he, he's, he's challenging. He's playing one uh, wide receiver ones. And the thing, at the quarterback position, like, yeah, I may beat that guy, but at the same time, he may make a, an amazing play. And it's not going to be a breakup. Like, if he makes a play on the ball, it's getting picked off, and it's probably going back to the crib because he has those return skills. So the amount of, I guess, rare type of skills that he has as far as ball skills, his confidence, being able to identify uh, formations, probably being a receiver helps him, I'm sure. Um, Obviously, once again, you have to eliminate just the bonehead plays, which he doesn't make a ton of. Guy just made plays on him. I think he can – he's not going to get 11 picks every year, obviously, Uh, but he's a guy who I think can lead the league in picks for, you know, at least three or four years during his career. So – I would take Trevon Diggs over most cornerbacks in the league right now. Okay, so this is the play from training camp. You're saying we should not just completely rule out. I mean, it just ended, I guess. Let's get to the... uh... Here it is. Okay, so this is the exact play. You're saying we shouldn't just say Diggs stinks at football. Yeah, nah. So, oh, so, right in his face. Uh, uh, Keenan Allen, sorry about it. Sorry about it. So if you just watch, just watch Keenan out there, kind of taking a minute, but if you just watch Keenan Allen the whole time, just his body language, like if you just imagine you're looking at him in a practice, like you think, boop, and it's, like, it's right there. So he's in position. Once again, the only thing that I would coach him up to do better is like, hey, you know, close Plaster. that space. You said it, like Plaster. right here. 
close like close that space right now. Like get in between, you know, kind of like basketball. A ball you man, like the same thing. You want to be in between. And he threw it like Herbert's going right, but he threw it back into this shoulder. As a DB, if I know the quarterback is sprinting this way, I'm trying to beat my guy going that way more times than not. Like not many quarterbacks can put that ball right there on a the run like that. So that was a special play, I think, uh, from Herbert. And then from uh, Allen at the end. You've been so high on Herbert, too. That's like the oh, perfect yeah. <laughs> play for you to break down. Like, hey, this is a perfect play by this uh, yep. quarterback, which, to my point, Chargers are going to be a team. Uh-huh. And there's He's nothing Vince can do. To my point, you all need to shut the fuck up, basically. <laughs> guy to delete his Twitter. I don't know if that's going to make him lock in more. Hope we don't see less of his kid, Aiden, because uh, mm. that kid was his absolute oh, stud. Yeah. Go ahead, Ty Schmidt. Debo, with all the stuff we've seen from Tua so far this preseason and with them getting Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and McDaniel kind of revitalizing that offense, do you think uh, you've seen enough where it's like, hey, we maybe you know sprinkle a little money on Tua to win MVP this year? Like, is, is that is could he have that type of year or no? I mean, that's a long shot, but uh, yeah, he could. I mean, he, last year he had terrible blocking up front. I think the Dolphins were at the bottom of the league as far as like playing with 11 personnel, so playing with three receivers on the field. Uh, we saw who Tua was at Bama. Like, I know it's been it's college, and but he was a really, really dynamic quarterback. It's probably gonna be the first overall pick if he doesn't get those injuries. So, yeah, he can definitely have that um, that type of year. Tyreek Hill, he's one of those players that's, you know, one of one. He's special. He's elite in certain categories. You got Jalen Waddle, who he always has a rapport with Tua. Gasecki as well. Uh, Cedric Wilson, you know, they got they got the talent around him. And then we'll see who Mike McDaniel is um, as a play caller and as a head coach. You know, so it's a lot of question marks. But um, the good thing about that as a defense, like, we don't really know what to expect. Like coming into, you know, the first couple games, like once again, they were at the bottom of the league in 11 personnel. I'm sure they're going to be spreading out much more. And Tua can make quick reads. He's accurate with the football. So um, he can definitely catch the league uh, by surprise. And, and obviously I'm hoping for it. Mike McDaniel said, you know, Tua's righty. First of all, so just want to let everybody know. What, is that? what, I, I, what does that mean? I don't get that. I guess he's naturally a right-handed person. His dad yes. made him a lefty growing mm-hmm. up. I don't know why or what for. Was it baseball? Maybe. Maybe. Or pitching? Yeah. I don't know what it was for, but yeah. So McDaniel was like, yeah, the guy's incredibly accurate. You see that, but he's throwing with his wrong fucking hand. <laughs> like, I wonder if McDaniel was ever like, do we just want to maybe... Maybe take an offseason to fucking yeah. Yeah. just maybe throw the ball a little bit. But with how accurate he is, with the way those plays can be designed, I think we're all excited for the Dolphins. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, D-Butts, what are your thoughts on Tom Brady returning to practice? And what would you think would happen if, let's say, Aaron Rodgers left training camp for 11 days? I mean, I, obviously they would they would absolutely crush uh, Aaron. I, I, I can imagine the storylines with that one. Uh, but, uh, you know t- – this is one of those things where I guess you act how you can afford to act. You know, me and me and, B, uh, me and AB talked about it on the show last week when BA said, look, I'm going to treat everybody fair, but I'm not treating everybody the same. So, Tom, <laughs> I guess he had some previous commitment. He got 11 days, uh, 11, 12 days off uh, as a teammate. Would I feel some type of way? Yeah, probably. Once Tom come back, am I going to say something to him? Absolutely not. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> so let's get back to work. Let's go try to win the Super Bowl. You pick him off in his first practice back. Oh, a little rusty. Huh? Oh, how was the beach? Oh, gotcha. 
How is definitely that? talking shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Tom knows that too. And when Tom throws a touchdown, by the way, he's probably going to remind some people I was on a beach for 11 fucking days, <laughs> which we don't know if that's real or not. Hopefully, we will find out the truth. Debo, we appreciate you joining us, man. Thanks for breaking down that play, making us smarter and better. Hey, appreciate y'all, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Yeah, Debo. Debo. I had no idea. I thought you were two AJ, seconds. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. Don't need to hear it. Just shut up. We'll come to you next time. I will. You guys know the seconds. I don't have the second hand. I, I need to pull one up. All right, CFL Phil, will you please send a <laughs> clock to AJ yeah. Hawk for his? Yeah, it's got to be something else I put on my screen now. I need to know the seconds because I assumed there was like two seconds left after that nice rant you had. Well, I started the rant with a minute and a half. Longer, yeah. What's that? I'm not going to need it for that much longer. Yeah. Why not? Second hand. Yeah, only four more of those. What? They're getting rid of seconds? Huh? No. Who? Tommy's relative entity, anyways, but for, I mean, as long as I don't as think I know what to, toxic thing you yeah, guys are with. No, no, no throwing a that. mad dog. You're only, you're only doing that for a little bit. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> thought they were getting rid of seconds. That is something. No, they could. I was thinking of them a little bit, the radio listeners, as we were breaking down a film, like, sorry about it. <laughs> you know, pull it out on your phone. <laughs> I don't know what to Whatever. tell you. What are we supposed to do? Show got better. Sorry about it. Plus, they probably saw the play at some point, so they knew what play was being done. Yeah, you about. think you think somebody <laughs> driving through their truck knew exactly what the coverage Stop. was on the backside of that Fuck quarter? These guys talking about watching Browns Eagles fourth quarter. Play. No, but I'm assuming they saw that dude's touchdown, like all those clips that were shown. Before. I understand yeah. they saw the touchdown. You know what they saw? They saw a guy sprinting past people catching it. Yeah, we're asking them what are driving down the street, listening to the radio. Oh, oh yeah, I do remember that corner on the backside having a crosser and having a bail early. Like that. That was a little bit it's like McVay. <laughs> It's a little bit, yeah, it was a little bit tough. True. I feel bad for them. Well, I don't. <laughs> Can't please everyone. Can't you know? hear us now either way. Uh, Nick, I didn't even know what you were talking about. I thought we were getting rid of, like, just time as a whole. That'd be awesome. Not yet. Hey, there's a new, um, there's a new Twitter account that has kind of dropped into our sphere a little bit. Nick found it for me, sent it to me. What's it, Exos NASA or something like that? NASA, I think it was Exoplanets. Exo, they mm -hmm. said, we are your official go-to for, we are trying to find life in other galaxies well, and planets and stuff. Yeah. What, you think they're going to lie? No, they already found it. I mean, what are we talking about? Are they the ones that put that, that sign out there, that painting picture? Of the uh, Dong guy? Yeah, remember we put a picture up there in case any aliens see it, like, hey, come back here. Oh, yeah. this one, the blue avatar guy that yeah. we sent out there. Yeah, I remember that. That was probably this people, yeah. Where's Elon's guy in the car orbiting Earth? Where's he at right now? There's a guy orbiting Earth right now in a no, Tesla? Yeah, Elon sent one up with a dude in there. In a Tesla? Well, hopefully there's yes, no. it's orbiting it forever. Hopefully there's no little children walking around space. What does that yeah. mean? You could watch the live stream from it for a while. Probably still can. Teslas don't stop for kids. What? What are you talking about? Auto drive mode doesn't stop for children. Yeah, it's a problem. Really? <laughs> Don't be a kid in a crosswalk if a Tesla's coming. So I'd assume a dog then too, right? Yeah, probably. Probably a dog. What's this all about? Or just be ready to hit the brake. Well, I think people put on autopilot and say, I don't need to drive through his paws. But autopilot, you have to check in every like 10 seconds, don't you? Yeah, it's such a waste. Mostly because the cars just run over kids, I guess. That's probably why you got to check in. Well, if someone's bopping it in there on auto drive. Oh, yes. Not bopping it while auto drive. I'm happy we got to this. Enough with the cars automatically turning me if it seems like I'm going over a solid line. Let me tell you why. Oh. I, a, I like to make moves. B, there's so much construction. You're crossing over solid lines here 
all the time to get to the actual lanes that you oh, have yeah. to drive in. I was driving my wife's car and I was trying to get it. This thing almost ran me into another car. Like, like yeah. I had to overcorrect almost. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is this? It's like, oh, it is uh, guided help driving or something. Like, I fucking don't need it, okay? Let me drive where the fuck I want to drive. And if I need to go through a hard line, by the way, uh, maybe I'm making a move. And maybe construction's terrible. Mm-hmm. You ever think about that car? Where's the fucking update? I, I mean, I almost got into a crash. Does it vibrate your seat, too? I hate it. Like, it would, I, if oh, I have yeah. a rental car, sometimes it'll freak you out like you're doing something wrong and vibrate the hell out of your seat because you're 20 feet away from somebody oh yeah it'll start it's like what yeah. in the rain and it shuts off you go to a stop sign or a stoplight and it shuts off can't have it i hate that can't have it. why is it doing that i was told growing up and now granted i think we all are kind of a part of a life right now where we're realizing that what we were taught as children might not have been accurate true mm-hmm. i think what? that's yeah some yeah. of the stuff i think what like we what Depends on the area of uh, I think there's a lot of shit in a lot of different genres of life we could kind of dive into, but I feel like what we're being retaught now as adults is vastly different than what we were learning as kids. One of them being it wastes more gas to start the fucking car, doesn't it? What are we even doing? I was, told, I was always thought, right? That's I was, true. I was told sitting idle was better for the fucking gas thing than mm-hmm. turning it off, turning it back on. Now there's cars just turning off every single time they stop and turn it back on to save the planet. I thought that was worse. I thought that was much worse. And also, the cars sound like a bunch of bitch-made cats. Mm-hmm. Bunch of bitch-made cats. I pull up next to somebody, and they got a little bit of a hum in their engine. Then that thing turns off at the red light, and then it's back on. I'm like, your car's telling you what to do. I hate to break it to you. You're going to be slow off the line. What a soft. Like, I don't, I don't like it, AJ. I don't like any of it. Also, save the planet. I mean, the fucking ice caps are melting. My car turning off at a red light ain't fucking doing anything. Well, the world's spinning faster now. That, too. That's right. Which... Obviously, is because of the car, yeah. right? But we also already figured out how to basically yeah. stop that. Uh, oh yeah, what did we say? Junior, uh, you get junior fucking going one way with mm-hmm. peeling tire. Pe- yeah, just peeling. Daryl Walter S- slowing the earth down. Exactly. Carl I mean, Edwards. Carl Edwards, Edwards on the other side going the other way, and they're just kind of jousting. Yeah, balancing everything out with eight hundred ponies under the hood for both mm-hmm. of them. That's yeah. right. And they're slowing down earth because they're peeling tire. Going to have to have really grippy tires though. Mm-hmm. Because we want Earth to hang on a little well, bit. You get yourself some Goodyear, some Bridgestone. You'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah. right. Put on the rain tax. Yeah, make sure you put on that Michelin. Not the slicks. Uh, the Ultra the X, X wiper XD blades. wiper blades. Yeah. XD wiper yeah. blades, too, because it's going to get rainy out there. That's right. Here's the Google answer for why cars are turning off. Unless you drive a vintage carburetor, carburetor-equipped vehicle, you'll save fuel and reduce carbon dioxide emissions by turning it off. Some drivers think that idling uses less fuel than restarting, but our research has found that drivers save fuel and reduce emissions by shutting down for stops as brief as 10 seconds, says Google, I guess. A-N-I-Doc-Gov. Yeah, anal.gov. That's an L. Oh, a lowercase L does look like an uppercase I. Mm -hmm. My bad, anal.gov. When is it more? Is suck so this is their Ask research? a scientist. How come everybody was wrong? Can I ask for like an engineer? F- Why was everybody wrong for 40 years, though? Like that's, I'm cars are different now, they're saying, right? I don't know. I heard some purrs come from some cars that shut down at a red light. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't the, know if that thing's going to help. That's the Argonne National Laboratory. Who? The Argonne National Laboratory. Is that a government-related thing? Nah, I don't know. That's in uh, Illinois. Is it? Argonne? Laboratories? Yeah. Argon's, Argon oil is from Argon nuts, which are in Morocco. Sure. Mm-hmm. There it is. I actually saw the guy that created them. They used to come to my kindergarten class. Who, the Argon National Laboratorium? Yeah, they used to like freeze uh, 
bouncy balls and like uh, oh, the freezing liquid, the and it would break in liquid, liquid nitrogen. nitrogen. Yeah, it was oh, crazy. Yeah. Oh, those are good times. Those science Mighty Ducks. Yeah, sure. What did they do? Like in the third one, they yeah, did D3. it to the uniforms of the other yeah, team. Yeah, JV Should fucking get some varsity. Is that when they went to the private prep school yeah. thing? Yeah, Eden Hall Academy. Yeah. With the ants? We all saw how that was going to go. Uh-huh. We did. We knew how that was going. Yeah. yeah. Cake eaters. Close twice. They yeah, were. Big time God cake eaters. Right. Big Minnesota thing. See me in the off season. Hit me up in the off season. Yeah. Cake eaters. All right. We're out. Of, oh, we didn't answer calls. We didn't answer any calls. Is a cake eater a mark? Cake eater. Cake eater's uh, a bitch. Mark? I cake, believe. Cake eater's like a rich mark. Yup. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yup. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like oh, he's eating cake. Have your cake and eat it too, I believe. Bingo. Of course, if I'm having cake, I'm going to eat it. Yeah, yeah but you also have options to do other things, and you're kind of bullying everybody for the cake, I think, is the... Uh, is that what that, that saying is about? I never understood that. Yeah, it's like, we get it. Like, uh, yeah, having your cake and eating it too is just having multiple... Meet someone for the rest of us? Is that what they're saying? Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, so. Yeah. Okay. Kind of taking advantage of a situation, I think, Yeah. is another one. Way to describe it. I think... Did you say 110%? Well, I gave it 100 about it all. You know, like that's like the high school coach's shirt that says, oh, 110%. Like, all right, well, we're going 111 then. Well, keep it one of the three. But the, um, I think they got 1% better for 110 days in the offseason. So that's when their countdown started. So they were 110% at that point. There's a chance, uh, <laughs> there's a chance though, that if – if that offseason started 200 days before him, they would have been keeping it 200. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, just, it all depends on how many 1% days you stack, I think. Okay. Never looked at it that way. Well, that's what coaches are saying. There's scientific yeah. reasoning behind it. it. Is your high school football starting in Ohio this week? Oh, yeah. Elks are 1-0. Congrats, nice, Elks. Nice. How's Plum doing? Are we playing? First games this Friday, I think. Mm-hmm. Let's go, boys. Good luck, Plum. Let's go. Who are we playing? I think Fox Chapel. Oh, uh, cake eater. There, there's cake eater right oh, there. Team. I could be wrong. You guys probably think everybody's cake eaters, though, right? Well, Fox Chapel certainly, but yeah, there's many others. Those Fox Chapels uh, kids did not like me. I mean, they were not big fans of mine. I mean, Jesus Christ, they used to bully me out of games. I had to get <laughs> escorted to the bus. By the police. Oh, my bad. Just because you're such a little punk? Kiski then Fox Chapel. Kind of, yeah. Kiski's not cake eater, so. Yeah, Kiski not cake eater. Kiski, mad respect for. Fox Chapel, okay. I'm sure they're good people now that I'm an adult, but I had zero respect for them. How about Penn Hills? They're not, not cake, not cake, cake eaters. Yeah, a lot of respect for Penn Hills. Woody too. I? too many not Italians, cake not, not cake, cake eaters. <laughs> but you, Con, what do you think? You're a plum. Plum Mustang. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, nameless, faceless opponents. They're all cake eaters in my mind. I respect it. Penn Hills is not, though. They'd beat the fuck out of you. Mm-hmm. You, in specific. Well. <laughs> they would beat the hell out of you. Not when I was out Especially man. with your big Irish, you know, bravada you got. They couldn't do anything to me when I was wearing purple. Imagine Aaron Donald just accidentally happening upon you, and then those boys that you saw in the video that he's boys with down the south side where they're about to kill some guy. You never see me coming. You were that guy. Would not no. have been pretty. Would, would not have been pretty. Franklin Regional, another pretty cake eater place. Mm-hmm. But I think they got some good blue collar grit in there as well yeah, mixed in, yeah. a lot of plum has seeped into that area you know Ooh. i see us taking over i've seen a lot of facebook hey where do you live franklin regional murraysville murraysville franklin i'm like that's oh where, that's where coach man yeah we're doing okay, exactly there it is yeah we have we have fully yeah good for franklin regional getting a little bit more plum in there <laughs> not cake ears we'll say it coach Diggs lives there they're fucking working mm-hmm. hell yeah Fox Chapel, though, definitely. Let's go to the fronts. Let's go to uh, – they hated me, AJ. <laughs> I, I I mean, just thinking back to it, I had a little 
little kid, like eight years old, told me to go fuck myself from fuck. I almost had respect for it after the kid said it, but I was just walking by. He said, McAfee, fuck you or whatever. I'm like, God damn, these kids are like learning as children to hate me. What is the deal? I had respect for it, but fuck them. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Casey in Ohio. Cake eater probably in Ohio. What's going on, Casey? Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, do you see the signs? Do you see the signs at uh, the Cleveland Browns game, Casey? Are you a Browns fan? Uh, no, I'm I'm just a Buckeye fan. Oh, okay. Let's go by O H, Casey. I O. That's what I'm talking. about. I motherfucker. That's what I'm talking about. That's a real Ohio State Buckeye. Right, dude, there. Hell yeah. Case, what you, Case, what do you want hey, to talk uh, about? Hey, before we get to my question, how how awesome is it to have the footage right? Yeah, for pretty, for this year for football, pretty cool. We're just figuring it out now. By the way, they, like today's right, you're, and it's a your live show. Your show's going to have to go like five six hours once the season starts, just so you can get all the highlights. In. I, yeah, listen, it, this is becoming a thing now. Like, how do we get them in there? Because numerous other plays that we got, we still can stretch them in tomorrow. We have some surprises coming yeah. this season though, with people in studio breaking down film. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's now. It's like, how do we balance it all? How do we get it all in there? And how does the process go in the morning of getting the film? That's a whole nother process. Yeah. Today it works very but, well. Yeah. Much but anyway, my question, files. if Big the NFL files. held a Royal Rumble-style match with all the NFL coaches, who, who wins? Thank you for the question, Casey. I know you're not going to say Vrabel, but I will. Remember, he said Vrabel bitch ass. Yeah, yeah he, did. he did. He said Luke Fickle beat the hell never, out of him. You yep. never would say that. You did. Well, in comparison, you said the Luke Fickle. Yeah, not in comparison. I mean, it's like two... Two Tigers going at it. That's basically what it is. Two Lions. Vrabel wins the Royal Rumble of all the head coaches in the NFL. I guess MCDC has a, a claim. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's down to those two for sure. Yeah, but, I mean, no offense to MCDC, and we are big fans. We can't wait for tomorrow night's Hard Knocks. Let's hope it's... Yeah. Well, Let's get back to it. Let's Let's go. Uh, yeah, use your parts. Okay, we got a golden boy here yeah. of entertainment. Yeah. Let's go ahead and take advantage of it. And if go. not... Let's go ahead and give us all the cutting room floor stuff at some point. And we can just let yeah, that we'll, thing eat if yeah. we have to. We will sacrifice a week's worth of highlights next week yeah. just for some MCDC footage that we can put out there. He is a hoss. We saw him in real life. He is an absolute. Madden made him look bad. Oh, terrible. terrible. Madden made MCDC look bad this year in his sideline gear and his apparel. He's mass. But Vrabel just got that grit, I feel. Don't you? I mean, MCDC's got it as well, AJ. Yeah, they both have it. I, I know Vrabel personally. I don't know MCDC, so obviously I'm taking Braves. I mean, Big Mike McCarthy? Yeah. How are we talking Ooh, about yeah. someone being backed in a corner? Those Pittsburgh roots. Yeah. Shout out to him. He got his first preseason win. Congrats to him. Two touchdowns in the return Mike. game will help. Maybe Mike. We know who's getting bounced early. Here's the picture of MCDC on Madden. Like, I'm picking Vrabel over that guy. Okay, that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's Madden MCDC. Yep. They ha- Real life MCDC. He's fucking 260 probably. Huge. Yo, dude. Absolutely. You did 40 up-downs with a broken wrist the other day as a 50-year-old man. I'm 45-year-old This is man. supposed to be MCDC? Yeah. yeah they, they, they mailed it in. They've it. already said that, hey, listen, we have an update coming. We will have a better facial scan rendering of MCDC because <laughs> okay. the graphics in that are pretty good. But also, I 
seeing how big of a chaw MCDC had in in person was startling. Like, I haven't stopped thinking about it since we saw him at Lions uh, Colts training camp. Yeah, but Vrabel, let's not forget, Vrabel had four-piece in mm-hmm. with a Rip vape and, and uh, empty pack. I saw Braves, when Braves went out to check on a guy that was hurt, he saw the old tin in his back pocket. Yep. Like they don't, I know in baseball they made a rule you can't carry it in your pocket, right? Yeah, and Braves said, sorry about grandfathered it. grandfathered in. Yeah, sorry about it. I'm going to need a tin for every quarter, too, so that's going to be four tins a game. Mm-hmm. I need to go ahead and I get think past Braves has a very defined pocket. MCDC just had a baseball in, in the side. It, like Vrabes, he's awesome. definitely packing chaws, but he's got like a very defined MCDC. Just is like Jesus Christ! Like you legit have a baseball in your mouth right now. So that makes you lean MCDC in the Vrabes versus MCDC battle royal. Well, I don't know if it's just those two because I was saying if Wade Phillips is still in the league, I'd he's not. It. Wade's no longer in there. We don't even have to think about Wade. We know the Cowboy Wade, old bum village heritage. Mm-hmm. He'd go in there and handle himself well. He's not a head coach. Sorry about it. Sean McVay, a little bit younger, a little spry. Sirianni. McDaniel, maybe. Sirianni's going to get pissed off and end up getting into an actual physical altercation, and those two are going to eliminate each other. What about Bob Sala? Bob's up there. Yeah, don't count him out. He lost 25 pounds though last year. Depends. Is he acting like DC Bob Sala or on the sidelines, Ted Coach Bob Sala? Yeah. You're talking about San Fran Sala versus I'm miserable on New York Jets head coach Sala? Like he was feisty in San Fran, and then he was just figurehead. You think he's figurehead? You're saying a lot of mean shit about Salah right now. Yeah, you are. Yeah, saying a lot. You're saying he's a puppet? You're saying Salah's a puppet? No, I'm just saying he was emotionless last year. It did seem like he had no energy and everything that everybody loved about him was gone. It seemed like happiness was sucked from Salah's body. But that's what head coach in the NFL can do. Any others that we're thinking about that we we are? Lovey Smith, maybe. He might be able to hold his own in there. Lovey Smith made a... Joe Gibbs, he's not in the league anymore. Just current head coach. (laughs) Um... I can't think of. Many I mean, Brandon so Staley. Got, I got Vrabes winning. All right, and I'm going to. I'm going to bet on that forever, just because of the stories I have. You know, how, not that MCDC probably has pretty similar stories, but running gassers twenty minutes after getting done boozing mm-hmm. and smoking cigs on the sideline before running gassers. And then beating everybody in said gassers, like that's a that's just a mental hurdle that I'm not sure a lot of people respect enough in those off season conditioning. So until I hear said story about MCDC being able to accomplish the same thing, I will always be in the Vrabes is gonna beat the fuck out of every other coach boat. Matt Rule might be True, he's yeah. going to be hard to pick up over that top. You know, no, no, he's, he's lost weight. weight. I think no, Ron Rivera wins still. the senior division. Ooh. Ron Rivera's never had Now, if Jack Del Rio became a head coach again, you got to enter him into the competition. Sure. Well, especially if you tell someone that they voted for Biden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, comes down to, out. it comes down to two men, Jack Del Rio and a Biden supporter. Yeah. We are betting that Del Rio. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> I don't know, Rule. You got to throw Rule in there, too. Look at him in this picture. Since this, Rule has lost weight. McDaniel probably get high, judge. He'll jump over the top Mm. rope, judge everybody. He's not getting into the mix. I think Doug Peterson could surprise some people. Hey, I think we've all all forgotten how good Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, we could just rule out the Jacksonville Jaguars because they're the Jacksonville Jaguars and they're going through Jacksonville Jaguars stuff. Trevor Lawrence looks very comfortable, very confident, and whenever I see highlights of him, Looks like he understands the manipulation of the pocket. Looks like he's breaking down where he's got to go. He makes every throw. He is a frontman. You know what I mean? I mean, that yeah. guy, I forgot that since the beginning of time, he was supposed to be the fucking guy yeah, He next. was supposed to be the guy. And then with what the Bengals did now, every like the Jaguars should have hope just because, oh, like our, 
our first round, first overall pick is now in his second year. Are we going to go from two and 14 to the Super Bowl? Duvall went from dressing up like clowns to hoping that they got a shot this year, and they might. They might with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson done. Yeah, you never know. Probably not, but you never know. Yeah, probably not. Probably not, but you never know. <laughs> but maybe. But yep. maybe. I think Kevin O'Connell's like 6'5", too. Coach fight. He's a big son of a bitch. He is. That is a big guy. Mm-hmm. Frank Reich, too. I mean, well, he's been through it. Tomlin. I wouldn't count Tomlin out. Tomlin, McDermott, maybe a William and Mary oh, truce, geez. and then they make it all the way to the end and then battle each other. Maybe McDermott oh, comes yeah. in with that fucking cap. Yeah. Team it he was like a state champion wrestler in high he school, was. wasn't he? Yeah. He's shooting for a single leg. That's not going to work in a Royal Rumble, though. Ground and pound works in a cage, not a Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble, well, they just get fire, fucked up. Fireman's carry, then. Yeah, but Vrabel would just pick him up and say, excuse me, sorry about it. You know, Vrabel was a wrestler as well, or no? I don't think so, no. Oh, that's oh, why you no. picked Fickle over him. Yeah. That is why you did. You know those wrestlers have a special kind of crazy to them? Which you're talking about with McDermott. Bingo. Forearm strength. Psycho. Bills are really good. Do you see Josh Allen as well? Pretty good player. Dude. He's somehow pretty good at getting out, eluding everyone in the pocket, and then just throwing absolute strikes. He's just getting better and better. In this preseason, we have to remember that we cannot overreact. But Josh Allen, from year one to year now, the amount of growth and development, every team, you're just talking about Jacksonville being pumped about Cincinnati going from four wins to the fucking Super Bowl. Every team that has a young quarterback that's kind of trash, they're all just going to be like, you remember what Josh Allen did? Josh Allen went from not being able to complete a single ball longer than 20 yards, jumping over guys, being electrifying, not being able to complete any passes to the prototype of what everybody's looking at. This play from this preseason game against the Denver Broncos, and obviously he and Russell Wilson exchanged jerseys. Let's ride. Josh said, let's ride around the pocket. do do how you doing? Doing back foot 35 yard rocket for a touchdown. <laughs> so good. This is all year, dude. This is every fucking game. It feels like he has this type of play. It's preseason. Let's not get excited. Sets everybody up, throws a rocket. Josh Allen football, the prototype. Everybody's looking for him. And the Buffalo Bills are thanking the Lord every day that they have him. What a perfect quarterback for Buffalo, AJ. I mean, it seems like, yeah, like everything about Buffalo and what they're doing, it almost makes me scared for them that it just seems too good. Like, okay, whoa. these guys have all the boxes uh, checked. Uh, I feel like. uh, uh, I'm not saying I have nothing about that. You know, sometimes I do get a bit squirrely when things are looking <laughs> too good, like they're too much of a lock. And I feel like that with the Bills right now, which is completely unfounded, I guess, but still Sometimes that worries me. You do get a little squirrely, doesn't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. All the time. You do get a little squirrely. When everybody's picking somebody you know, sometimes like, man, I don't know. A lot has to go right. I know. Connor was saying that about something last week whenever Hmm. everybody seemed to be on the same page. And you know how that never works. And I had to remind Connor that the only time we see that everybody's on the same page and it doesn't work, it's the only time we see it. When everybody's Hmm. on the same page and it works... We, it, yeah, no shit. But whenever like Sunday night football or college game day or anybody selects the same team, everybody's like, whoa, whoa, this means it's going the other way. Uh-huh. It doesn't. But if it does, we will see it. If it does go the other way, we'll never see it again. So we have to remember that when everybody is on the Buffalo Bills side, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a lock for them to fuck up. But it certainly 
feels like the Bills should go on a goddamn run this year. But this season, vastly different than last season. Yeah. What you did last year does not mean you're going to be good this year. But it feels like Buffalo Bills, still the top of the top over there in the AFC East, and you guys know it and understand it, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's why there's no point of looking forward to, you know, how good the Dolphins are going to be or, you know, who we're playing week four or five. It's like if Buffalo is rolling like everyone expects them to, then there's really only hope for the wild card at this point. And with Buffalo and Grant For the Patriots, you're saying. For the Patriots, yeah, excuse me. For the last two years, granted, it wasn't like universal, but I feel like when Stafford went to the Rams, everyone was like, okay, now this team can go, go to the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. The year before that with Tampa, everyone was like, okay, well, now Tampa's probably going to the Super Bowl. Like, sometimes it does. Not everybody. Remember, not everybody. But Remember, there's a lot of people who say, it's going to take a little bit. It's on Brady. Yeah. Like, how's your Stafford? Not a good player. There's a lot of that. I'm fucking sick of people talking like that, by the way. We got to hold them accountable, AJ. We do. Who are those people? I don't know. I'm going to go back and look at all these motherfuckers that whenever I was saying, you bring Tom Brady in your building if you can. Really? No market for him. There's a lot of people saying that. It's like, <laughs> oh, really? He got almost ownership of Miami. Yeah. We're finding out. Blew up the Raiders, basically. Yeah. I mean, it is, you know. Is Gruden going to speak? At court. Uh, it's coming yeah, up. I was yeah. going to say, not till this trial's over. At court. Is it public? Not sure. What, what is what's going on in court with him? Does he have to take the stand, or how does that work? It's an he's suing the NFL, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. it I'm, is public. At some point, he's probably going to take it. I, I think there was a there was a trial to know if it was going to go to court. Yeah, motion. Yeah, they were trying to they filed a motion. The NFL did to make it a private little thing, and and John Gruden was like, "Public, sorry, I got a lot to say." You guys thought those emails were bad. Wait till I take this microphone. Well, yeah. <laughs> he starts going. The NFL does not want that. No, there is no, that no, one no. attorney that said before Goodell is going to lose his job after this. That was what he really? said. Yeah. What attorney? Was that the same attorney that told us they would indict a ham sandwich? Well, that's the thing. I don't know if that's Gruden's attorney just kind of gassing this whole entire thing up or if this is like an outside person who has some info. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Kevin in Gainesville, Texas. Hook him. What's going on, Kevin? Hey, what's going on, man? I just wanted to call in and be like, I think we need an official moment of silence for Good Morning Football since they got rid of Nate Burleson and Kay Adams. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 Oh, shit. Whoa. Good Lord. Whoa. Whoa. Kevin waited on hold 33 minutes. Just whoa. wait. Just I'm going to get through. Moment. I'd like to pay some respects to Good Morning Football and what it was, says Kevin in Texas. <laughs> what do you guys – What? What's going on? A lot of, lot the of faces. The fuck's wrong with that guy? It's still the best show on TV. Yeah. How yeah. am I supposed to know what musical performer to compare to the Buffalo Bills this year? True. <laughs> All right. Jamie Erdahl <laughs> hit fucking Kyle Brandt on an absolute seed, little seam route right down yeah. the... It, it, you know what? The show hasn't changed. Okay, that guy can fucking take his opinion and he All can right. shove it where the sun don't shine. All right. <laughs> I saw Shregs on the uh, Manti Teo Doc, right? Yeah, he's working Fox News. Yeah, I didn't know that. Me neither. I learned a lot. I actually said in my breakdown of the Manti Teo, Doc saw Shregs on Fox News. Did not know that was the case. <laughs> no. that, that was back in the day. He went from politics to sport. I Did he come I from InfoWars or what? All right. All right, AJ. He's lying. We are so, so broke. broke. <laughs> Unless you guys buy $10, $20, 30000000 million worth of merch. InfoWars will be no more what you think it is. Hey, sales. We are so broke. <laughs> we are so broke. <laughs> cool background. My lawyer, Great background. My lawyer gave you all my text messages for the last two years, and I'm hiding something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. 
real human. He's a real human. Well, well, some people not. think. Yeah, who knows? What do you mean? Good morning, football has changed. I mean, it's it just, has. They're going through some chemistry building right Where's now. Where's K? Well, I think there's. Where is K? I don't know. I don't know. I don't She's know. Uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah, she was on a commercial. Yep. There's a lot of rumors of what she was going to be doing. I don't know when. Uh, okay. If anything's going to become a fish, be crushing no matter what. Know that. Good morning, football though is going to. You know, they'll find their groove back again. Wait till season starts. The new yeah. staff, new yeah. crew. New crew. What are they talking about this morning? Fashion trends yeah. that need to come back from That's the right. mid '90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a flavor saver conversation. Tom Pelissero used to be in a band I learned this morning oh, on really? Good Morning Football, yeah. and he had a very small soul patch flavor saver. He had a guitar or a bass in his oh, hand. Really? A la Michael Cole. A la Michael Cole. He still got that. Uh-huh. Still got that thing holding strong on there. It's interesting. You know, it's an interesting new era for them over there. They'll figure it out. What's, yeah. Pel- what's Pelissero doing on Good Morning Football? Well, Shregs wasn't on. Pelissero was on. He was sitting in Shreg's seat, big seat. They were talking about Jenny Gump, too, today. Well, Jenny Gump and Rose from Titanic, two massive whores. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the phones. (laughs) Is that what they said? Well, that's what I said. That's actually exactly what Pelissero said. Is that what Erdahl said? I don't know if She knows. I mean, Jamie, everybody knows who watches that. Jenny Gump fucking ran. He gave Forrest a run around. Yeah. For so long. Mm-hmm. His whole life. Almost, almost killed him a couple times. Yeah, I almost gave him more than that. Did she get AIDS? No. Yeah. She died from AIDS. She didn't give it to him. Yeah. She almost did. We don't know. We don't know. I think they practiced safe sex, hopefully, if they ever did. But Forrest then would. Rose obviously killed Jack and her mm-hmm. ex fiance. He was a terrible guy. Didn't she Cal? have his Cal. kid? Yeah, Cal stunk. What's that, pal? Did she have his kid in Forrest Gump? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Haley, so obviously. Haley Joel Osment, friend of the show. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't say he saw dead people. No, he no. would not. <laughs> I asked him four or five times. I actually uh, don't do that anymore. I made a promise with myself. Oh, all right. Ten minutes later. Say it. Come on. You see, uh, you see anything that we don't see? <laughs> I don't say that anymore. All right. So this new movie you got coming out is great. <laughs> yep. Is it going to be a classic like that one time when you, uh, What'd you, say? you saw some stuff? <laughs> That was a terrible interview by me. Honestly, he's just trying to get the I see dead people out just one time. He wouldn't do it to us. He made a promise, and that motherfucker keeps his promises. That's right. That's very nice of me. Your torch almost lit a fire earlier. You remember that? Today? Today? Yeah, your shit almost started a fire today earlier. Oh, yeah. I forget when it was. I was in the middle of something. I believe it was right when D-Buck came on. He lit a fresh cigar. (laughs) I think I have everything under control. (laughs) No, you don't. Dude, there's some times where it looks like you're going to burn that place down. And from the sound, I should of- probably get a little extinguisher around here. Probably, yeah, I'd say. Nah, probably smart. Just I do have it in the house somewhere. Let's answer one more phone call. Let's go to Biggie in Michigan. What's going on, Biggie? Is this Bi- hello? Is it? Is this Biggie from New Day? From real world? Uh, nah, from uh, Muskegon, Michigan. You know that two three one life. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. Muskegon. We appreciate you, Biggie from Muskegon. What do you want to talk about, dude? Uh, I just want to talk about how this weekend, how uh, Dan Campbell and them Lions broke every one of y'all's kneecaps oh. and their own and still fought through and still beat y'all by one. So all this shows is that Dan Campbell's the one. If our third, mm. nobodies are still willing to follow him through battle, through everything. All right. Thank you, Biggie. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Well I mean, the Lions did beat the Colts this yeah. weekend, and that was tough. David Blau threw a touchdown right in front of our face. He did. Uh-huh. And he looked at us. David Blau looked at us because wow. we, we said uh, – yeah. You know, hey, Hard Knocks, David Blau, who gives a fuck? Like, no offense. We try to say no offense to David Blau, but I assume there was some offense taken if he was to hear what we were saying. But honestly, David Blau is like two years ago story, not this training camp story. So hopefully Hard Knocks listens to that 
for tomorrow night's episode. And we don't get David Blau looked good. Yeah, he did. Hey, David Blau looked good on the field, slinging it. I mean, he looked like yeah. a real guy. Him and Bruce Brown got into a little stare down a couple of different really? times. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wild. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce has Brown. an incredible way, by the way, of getting people. He went to a Pacers game, almost got kicked out. TJ McConnell. TJ McConnell almost kicked him out. Shout out. This Colts game, if we weren't sitting in the uh, most expensive seats in the building, which we were, uh, he probably would have been asked to leave too. He had a couple bets that were live and he was trying to get him and Blau made eye contact. Blau throws a touchdown. Blau almost gives a look back, fuck you guy, in the corner. I mean, it was it was awesome where we're at. We're actually going to be in the games, I yeah. think, on Sundays coming up this season. Yeah, definitely a huge redemption episode, it feels like, for Blah. And I hope. There's oh, a yeah, yeah, because he, he dropped that snap. They lose. Yep. Yep. He comes huge. in, they win. Yeah. I do want to see that story. No, you don't. They're going to have to. And though. neither do I. Show what? us MCDC. That, that's great. I don't give a fuck, okay? This guy's going to be the third-string quarterback. We don't need to see any more of him on Hard Knocks. Third string. I want to see fucking MCDC walking into meeting rooms and just, what are you guys talking about, man? I already saw one clip. He basically said, hey, what running backs do you guys like, man? <laughs> we need that. Yeah, I want more of that. He's a once-in-a-generation human. He is, Ooh. and guess what? He might not be around that much longer. Oh. What, Foxy? He needs Mike. to be around as long he as he be. wants. Ten years, zero wins. I don't care. All right. See, that's the problem. There it is. Right there. That's what we're saying. Stop showing David Blau. It doesn't yeah. matter about the players on the field. They win zero games. Nobody cares. That's yeah. Give us the kneecap, non, big, southern, handsome son of a bitch, MCDC. Please. I might be wrong. I think that was his first preseason win, though. So that's David point. Blau? No, MCDC. <laughs> What does that carry him off? They should have. Did they carry him off? We were, I left before the game ended. When is a win? Deuce, get me up on your shoulders, man. Come on. <laughs> no, Deuce, like, this is my first preseason win, too. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, all the coaches. They're all yeah. getting carried uh, off. Yeah. <laughs> Jared, come on. Get me up on your shoulders, man. <laughs> him and Tim Boyle. I saw Zaire and uh, Jamal getting into it a little oh, bit yeah. of practice. We uh -huh. didn't get to see that because that was on the other end from the practice field we were at. You love Jamal, huh? Yeah, I do. I think he's a great teammate. I mean, that drill, I don't know if he got the best of them in that drill, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, Zaire, uh, I think a lot of football players would say he did get the overwhelming win. And I do appreciate Zaire on the other side going, only in the league can you fucking lose three reps <laughs> yeah. in scream yep. like that. I enjoyed him because I think he's super quiet. Like, Zaire's like a super quiet guy. This Colts team's got some dogs, AJ. Oh, yeah. Hey, they got, I like it. It's fun to watch. It really is. I like this Colts team a lot. And I'm, I, this is the time of year where people get all jacked up about things that probably aren't going to happen. You know, Foxy just said if they get zero wins, doesn't matter. That's vastly different than what he normally says. <laughs> they're going to win 10 games, and they're going to go to the playoff game. Yeah. This is the time of year where everybody thinks that there's a chance. Even though some preseason games have looked terrible for some teams, there's still that hope that when the season comes, they're going to be able to turn it on. We're going to get lucky with health. Things are going to start clicking more than they ever have in the past. For some reason, I like this Colts team. A lot. Strahan, number 17, mm -hmm. Michael, wide receiver. Last two years, he's been a training camp superstar. He's gotten, like, unfortunately injured in bad timing. He had a touchdown this weekend. Yep. He's a guy. I mean, there's a chance the Colts can go, AJ. Honestly, there's a chance the Colts can go. And we're going to be literally on the field for most of the home games. And Shaq Leonard's not even in the lineup right now, is he? No, he nope. looks good, though. He looked good. Good. I think they're working him out. I think he's working out on the field. I think he's... Still have, what, three weeks? Yeah, yep. I think he's still doing stuff. From yesterday. They wouldn't tell me shit, though. Like, I know. Why I, would they? 
Well, that's the thing. I, like, I try not to dive into information from people because I don't want to out anybody for having conversations with me. I never want to be like the media guy when I'm talking to people. So when I was at the Colts facility and I was maybe getting a little treatment on my knee, you know, see what was wrong with my knee, and everybody in the medical, you know, staff was basically came over to chat, I actually acknowledged that right now would be a good time for me to ask about Shaq Leonard and when the fuck he's coming back. Yeah. Because you guys have been real non-discreet about that. Conti, Colts PR guy, goes, I don't need to ask about that, though. I'm like, oh, Conti, oh, talking points. What are the talking points? He's working out. He'll be back. We're not worried. This is healthy. This is good news. I'm like, all right. And I could have pressed right there. You know, and I think I could have attacked a couple members of the medical staff, you know, a couple trainers that I'm very tight with and probably gotten an answer. I chose not to. Just for the sanctity of our... Those are sources. You got to use your sources, right? Yeah, exactly. Ian said you got to use your sources. I view these guys as my friends, so I don't want to <laughs> put them in a spot. But it feels like there is a positive feel around Shaquille Leonard. Feels like that. Just Good. But I didn't put their feet to the fire, which... Could have. Well, I also need my knee to get healed, so... Sure. Probably not. <laughs> you know, I got to balance these Yeah, things. sure. Makes sense. By the way, a SummerSlam match, I think I had... Uh... No big deal. I'm not saying it. Probably could have got surgery before, during, after, and now on my left knee if I wanted to, due to the tweak that I got in the uh, the golfing on cement thing. Mm -hmm. No big deal. Yeah. Got it checked out by NFL training staff. But I'm, I'm gonna rehab it back. This thing's gonna be back better than ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we can save it. It's gonna be a couple months though. It's gonna be a couple months. They got me through a full rehab process. I got written down at the house. I'm supposed to do. Nice. You'll do all of that. Well, I haven't started yet, of course. So I'm a week behind already, but they were very nice to go out of their way, so it would be disrespectful for me not to do it, AJ. True. You know what I mean? Just like Zeke and his whole program. He's got a sweet oh, yeah. program where he has everything laid out. Hey, he was eating out of his um, like meal prep food this morning when I saw hey. him. Oh, yeah. I was so proud, Zeke. I'm very Thank proud you. of you, buddy. You feeling better? It's crazy. It's actually uh, after training camp, we went to uh, Portillo's, just a little celebratory, and usually I could take down three dogs in a combo. Only got through half the combo. It was fucking insane. Had a baby. Yeah. You know what that is, by the way? That's your brain. Mm -hmm. Your yeah. brain, not your stomach. Your brain is checked into like, hey, we're getting healthy. But so. I felt stuffed though. That was like the funny part. Yeah, that's your brain telling you like, hey, yeah. we're actually on. on we're, hey, we're doing something. Right up and up. We're yeah. doing something right now. That's like if I'm in the middle of my diet and I order, you know, a quarter pound of cheese and right. maybe a couple apple pies and some McNuggets. Right. Yeah, it's coming right out of my ass as soon as it goes in there because mm -hmm. my body's like, hey, cuz. We're not living this fucking bullshit life anymore. We're going to go soft serve your toilet until you realize that this is not a good move. And I'm like, thank you, body. Zito, sounds like your body's doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. Thank hey, you. we're proud of you and your body. Thank you so much. What if Tom was transitioning for the last 11 days and he came back and said his pronouns were she, her? Everybody <laughs> needs to call me that. It's possible. That would have been wild, wouldn't it? Strange. I haven't heard that one. What if you ever came back and said, I'm Tam? Who says no? Tam, yeah. Tammy Brady. You know? That one That one took me by surprise. Did it? What if he was? I guess nothing would surprise me, though. We don't know. You know, what is the start date and end date? We don't know. We're just trying to throw things out there. It sounds like he did not. Did Good Morning Football bring that up? Yeah, it did. Did. I just thought of it, though. What if he did come back and say, my name's Tam now, and you will call me she, her, and please don't misgender me. I'll be pissed off. It's like, God damn. All right, here we go. She is the greatest of all time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That would be a whole thing. Yeah. I won the Super Bowl. Sounds like he just went on vacation. Does sound mm -hmm. like that, doesn't it? Sounds like him and his family had a vacation, and they won on it. Very weird there wouldn't be photos of that, though. 
But if you have your own you island. Yeah, private yeah. island, yeah. But plane there, you assume people were tracking planes from Tampa. Probably hopped on a boat. I'd assume the submarine boat took him. Yeah, maybe he boated down to the Caribbean. But even then. No, a little far from Tampa. Well, it's, Ty just said sub. You think he has a submarine? <laughs> Tom? I mean, you know, Come who on. knows? Uh, what are you he saying? He can rent one for the week. Could have rent, rented one. Hey, Jeff, Whoever has subs. Who has subs? He could be on the next episode or next season of Below Deck. And they didn't want that to oh. get out. Oh, yeah, because they would keep that locked. They would keep a big yeah, tip. Yeah, yeah, so probably maybe Mass Singer or Below Deck. We sure. don't know yet. He might have gone air, land, and sea to get to this island, and mm-hmm. nobody knew about it. He could have taken a hot air balloon, too. With AB. AB did that. Mm-hmm. Landed. Exactly. Two hours away from training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> what did that quote say? <laughs> Yeah, I did take a hot air balloon mm-hmm. to camp late. I mm-hmm. showed up late. Yeah, I my biggest out. regrets is not seeing Antonio Brown live. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I call him my GM a cracker. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's the best. Yeah. He's still doing it right now. He'll get signed by a team. Week nine, week ten. Somebody will need it. Ronald, Mr. Big Chest, will put out a mm-hmm. video of him. Bang. Still got it. Mm-hmm. And somebody will be like, let's put... Antonio Brown on this team and make a fucking Super Bowl run. That's why the that's Raiders with Brady was crazy because that's the only team Antonio Brown probably couldn't go to. Oh, yeah, Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, when he said throwing rocks at the UPS driver, wasn't it like little candy penises? I think that was a different time. No, yeah, it was different. Yeah. Those were gummy penises. Mm-hmm. Oh. My biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker or showing up to Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet. Or throwing rocks at that UPS driver. And it definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around Jet Stadium mid-game. I'll throw up deuces. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game live. Sure, Crazy. I can watch a game afterwards, but I can't imagine what that was like for you all to see something like that. <laughs> like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. At Red Rocks. Antonio Brown on his biggest regret. And now, once again... As people that live on the internet, we're not 100% sure if Antonio Brown is the author of this quote or just took it as his own. Nonetheless, either way, fucking awesome of Antonio Brown. And that's what Mr. Big Chest does. Uh Yeah, and I assume he's only going to, you know, when week one rolls around and people are mixing in the put that shit on, put my shit on dance with AB, I bet he's got something cooked up to that. Oh, a song? Uh Uh-huh, a little remix. Maybe probably put all those clips together for a music video because he hasn't come out with a music video or put that shit on yet either. So he's up to something. He might be another OnlyFans video. Yeah. Tiana Trump. True. Might be getting his summer sausage smooched on (laughs) as we speak. Is he doing OnlyFans? Yeah, he's getting sucked off on there. You don't remember that? Tiana. Was he really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You saw it. I I do. I thought he was performing uh, at the Super Bowl halftime show and playing in the game. No, actually, he's cutting a promo before the game like The Rock did. They'll just zoom in and he'll have one glove on and then he'll have those pants with the Yeezy shoes on. Of course. And he'll say, put that shit on. Put <laughs> that shit on. How about The Rock cutting a promo before that game while awesome. both teams were on the field for the kickoff? How about that? And it wasn't like it was super short. Like, he took he took his time, man. It was great. And both teams, everybody on the field, even watching, were like, yeah, this is what's supposed to happen. Yeah. The Rock is yeah. supposed to cut a promo in purple pants and a purple shirt mm-hmm. on the field. Yep. And John like, Cena next year. Make- Joe. Could be. Just saying. They want those China numbers. I know what to do. <laughs> All right. 
we are we are done now. The show's now over. Hope everybody's happy. With How that. long till John Cena's teeing off on the live tour? Can he golf? I assume he can golf. Yeah, he can golf. It's oh, a yeah. mile. Look how jacked that guy is. He's so jacked. Can you imagine a club in his hand? Well, that's what they said about you. It's amazing this guy can even get a golf club around his body. And now yeah, I'm, a, I'm a human. John Cena's arms Timid are seven times bigger than mine. You're wearing all black, backwards cap, sunglasses on. Look at this guy. What an intimidating force. It's amazing he can even get a club around his body. It's true, too. They're just kind of burying you. You are an incredible golfer. I took that as a great compliment, and I put it on the green, so I was like, cool, here we go. Did the Miz Miz get it on the green? No. You know what? I'm not sure if his first one went on the green, but he held his follow-through for about 35 seconds, and I'm pretty sure I saw the ball about 20 yards ahead of him. No, that couldn't have been Miz's ball. That had to be somebody else's ball. His swing is beautiful. His swing is too good to not score well. And does he? From what I've seen, he does – he hasn't played his best golf. <laughs> yes, those days are still ahead. They, his hey, definitely his ceiling is very high. There you go. He almost scored the max score, in the, the max negative score in uh, Stableford score. Greens were quick. Bob man. Griffin did that. Well, he did, he did, but then the Miz was right there behind him, yeah. like oh, I'm gonna get a bogey on one of these holes. He is now in a Tiger Woods commercial. Though. Saw that the Miz is in a Tiger Woods. The Tiger Woods tweeted out a video with the fucking Miz in it today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I obviously screenshot that, sent that to the Miz. And the Miz told me that I'm in Tiger Woods' leaderboard. Everybody's going to think I'm a good golfer now. I might never play again. That's what he said. Yeah, interesting he's the face of a 2K golf game. Well, who? who? Miz? Tiger. What are you talking about? And all of the players in the PGA. What are you talking about? 2K, as we know. Saudi money. Oh, no! Mm-hmm. What are you saying? I'm just saying, there's just some, you know, look this way, don't look that way. Oh, a little now you see me, now you don't. Yeah, exactly. A little now we're mad, now we're not. And then there's another game coming out. That's an EA Sports video game, and that's the road to the Masters, and Augusta's in it for the first time ever. Really? That's good news for golf, then. Let's play that one. And Jordan. Ooh, Jordan, yeah, just came out. Jordan's going to be in PGA 2K. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Who? Michael. Michael. B. Jordan? No, no, just Whoa. the great. There's the goat. Um, Doesn't he stink at golf? Though? No, no, he's right no he owns a course. A couple of them. There's a book out right now. There's just one problem. True tales from the former one-time seventh most powerful person in WWE, <laughs> Brian Gerwitz, who I believe works with The Rock now in Seven Bucks Production. Ooh, ah. um, in the beginning, there's a bunch of quotes from a bunch of old wrestlers about the entire book itself, which is like inside tales I think there's even pictures and shit. I think there's a Michael Cole story or two in here about him getting all boozed up and oh, doing right. something nice. hilarious. Uh, he was at, he asked people for quotes though after reading it so they could put it on the front to market it. You know, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson says, Brian Gerwitz is there's just one problem is a fascinating and hilarious inside look into Brian's unlikely yet incredible rise to sports entertainment insider fame in what I would describe as a true WWE Hall of Fame career as a writer and for years now, a tremendous success as our lead seven bucks executive. His long storied and unbelievable tenure in WWE is truly what legends are made of. Brian's one of my best friends, one of my most trusted partners, and a real unsung legend in the world of professional wrestling. Congratulations on your fantastic new book, Brian. Please don't tell all our crazy stories. Save some for the next time. (laughs) (laughs) The Miz said. Oh, Miz? Yep. Not nearly enough Miz. One sentence. (laughs) That's it. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. Here's, here's Dwayne Johnson's quote, that top one there. You see? And then this one is Becky Lynch, obviously oh. WWE superstar. Kurt Angle gives a pretty good little thing. You know, Mick Foley here. Booker T. Ken Jong, who nobody knows why he's in it. And then here's Edge. And then obviously there's the Miz. Not nearly enough, Miz. So, <laughs> Amen. I don't know if you want to buy it or not. There seems to be only a page or two about the Miz. Hopefully some more. Did yeah. they print Cena's in Mandarin or did they uh, transcribe it to English for it? All right. Oh, That's the show. Should have ended this thing 20 minutes ago. Try to give a plug in. Obviously, you had to take it the wrong way. So many different dialects of that language. That's probably hard to do. I bet you this is a good book. Did You're, it just come out? Yeah. It's how you reading it? Good things about it. Uh, sure. I mean, I, I'm I'm seeing the Jack Carr books over there too, so I don't know. I had, whoa, whoa, whoa! It's supposed to be a surprise for tomorrow. Oh, uh, it was. Oh no. Yeah, tell you the fucking guy's coming on tomorrow. We're gonna drop him on the desk and say, "Boom, we got all your books." Yeah, I'll read the book. Yeah. This one? Yeah, sure. No, you don't feel like it. it's pretty big. It's pretty big font. I think I could get through this one. Here we go. I won't. But well, just make a documentary. I guess there's a lot of people with fire Brian Gerwitz signs. I'm sure that was a good moment in his life down here. People holding signs. Oh, fire Rock. Does it go through all of the Rock's matches? Like a lot of famous matches he's had? Uh, I don't know. I think it's a lot of behind-the-scenes stories. The Rock's wrestled with everybody. Yes. Absolutely. And Cole, uh, I guess, booked out real boozed up in front of this guy all the time. Oh, nice. So, I, I think that's why I'm excited to read the book yeah. to learn about Michael Cole. But should be a blast. All right. Congrats on the book, by the way, Brian Gerwitz. Here we go, Brian. Congrats on all the success as well. Can't wait to dive into it. We'll be back tomorrow. Jack Carr will be joining yeah, us. Yeah. Uh, I believe we'll have more footage uh, from some games. I think we got a request in for Bakhtiari as Let's well. Okay. Hopefully yes. he'll be able to join us to talk about him being all the way Bach. <laughs> uh, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hashtag PMS Monday. What was today? Monday. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about today, though? Uh, I mean, we did the PMS Tom's, NFL Monday. Tom's yeah, back. We did the film. Tom's back. PMS Dirty Hits. Dirty. Yeah, the K K Von Thibodeau hits. PMS What's Dirty? Oh Ooh. no, we don't want that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Oh, so uh, that, that'll yeah, but that'll get grabbed by. Look yeah. at my chat. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Come yeah. talk to me. A lot of that chat roulette. A lot of grunt, grundle picks. <laughs> Urban's back. Ah, that's another one. Grundle picks. All right, we'll do a giveaway tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll give away uh, ten grand. Holy Ooh, shit. Yeah. Jeez. Let's do it tomorrow. Let's do a big giveaway tomorrow. Let's think on it. Let's make a good yeah. one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's sleep on it. I got a good one. Do you? Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, Corner. Here we go. All right. I appreciate you. I appreciate Rapport. I appreciate Butler. I appreciate AJ Hawk, NFL Films, all you guys, and everybody that watches and listens. You are the best. See you tomorrow. Hammer Don is in about 10 minutes at youtube.com forward slash hammer. Don. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Great show, AJ. Way to go, Paul. Hey, way to go, guys. All right. See you, AJ.